0: And now it's time to go to therapy.
1: Obi is one! (laughs) Buddy! Wow! What do you know? (laughs) I should think that you Jedi
0: would have more respect for the difference between knowledge and wisdom.
2: Cloners, are they friendly? Oh, depends. Depends on what decks? On how good your manners are. How big your pocketbook is?
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Star Wars Therapy, where we talk about Star Wars and And life. life.
1: I'm Alex. I'm Steven. And I'm Caleb. And we're all just hanging out in yet another different recording location because we are all in very fluid weird states of our lives right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, and we are continuing our tradition of watching the Star Wars movies and talking over them as they play, also known as commentaries. Yeah, yeah. that's the
0: word. And today, we get to watch Caleb's favorite Star Wars movie. No, no. The one he says is the best Star Wars movie ever. My favorite movie. Thank you, (laughs) Kate. Oh, my bad. My bad. Okay. Silence,
1: who's she? Citizen Kane? Never heard of her. Walk in with Attack of the Clones around my arm. Uh, I will just say this. I've been on record before in our first two episodes of saying that this was the worst Star Wars movie. Second worst. Oh, second worst. That's true. Yes, yes. But the point being is that upon rewatch... Yeah, this one ain't the worst, and uh, I apologize for anything I've ever said to Hayden Christensen. I've uh, said to, to him. him. Said about <laughs> what have you said to him? I apologize every time I go into Hayden. What whispers house, do you have with him in the I'm gonna call
3: him right now. Every time I wake him up from his slumbers. <laughs> I, I mean, this obviously we'll, we'll talk about it. It's not a good movie. But, How
0: dare you? But you
3: probably won't hear me be as like less critical on any other. Thing I am not going to bring up a single thing that doesn't work about this movie. Really, Y'all are free really, to. really, the <laughs> whole really? time. Y'all are free to. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what this movie is about. <laughs> the, uh,
1: what is this movie about? Oh my god,
3: it's about me reliving my childhood, Stephen. See, I okay, will,
1: yeah, I will say that. Like it, it isn't as offensively boring as like Phantom Menace, and it's not as like thrilling and exciting as. Episode three, but it, it's not good. It's the awkward middle child, and yeah, maybe I- that's <laughs> why
3: I like it because I'm the awkward you're middle the awkward child. child. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are going to start it in the count of five. If you are watching along with us, get up on Disney Plus, or if you have the DVDs or whatever, get to timestamp zero, and we will begin in five, four, three,
1: three two,
3: two, one. one. Now, yeah, there yeah. we go. Ba- I love the X-Men. Um, Me too. Sorry, I will only ever think of the 20th Century Fox logo as the X-Men logo was, from now on. Didn't,
1: we, didn't you say that in another episode? Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to emotionally separate the two.
3: We only have one more movie with this logo anyway. So Until we jump back to That's true. the Clone Wars movie. But that won't be for another couple years.
1: 17 years.
3: 17 years?
1: Yeah. The clone ones. Yeah, we're gonna take a whole ten year this break of doing is... commentaries, and then we are just gonna yeah, like once we're all like forty some, we're gonna come back and we're gonna finish.
3: I love this podcast. I'm not sure I want it to go 17 years. Though. I want You
1: know, it. I wasn't okay. gonna say it, but <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know you what you, where your 401k is <laughs> invested, but me. Uh, Anyway, episode (laughs) I like that you think that I have a 401k.
3: (laughs) (laughs) In 17 years, we might make enough money from this to have a 401k, but probably not.
0: Donate to our Patreon so we can get a 401k going.
3: Guys,
1: there's unrest in the Galactic Senate, and the the scroll is so much far up the top that I can't read it anymore. Yeah, it's already gone. Senator
0: Senator Amidala. She's doing something. Um, we'll get the (laughs) ellipses in a second critical issues army of
3: the (laughs) republic let's all acknowledge the fact here that Phantom Menace is completely unnecessary to the story and they could have started the trilogy here
0: yeah it literally could have started with them in the elevator I was talking it wouldn't have
1: been a good intro but it could have done that I was talking to Sarah about that I was like it makes Phantom Menace feel like the end of another trilogy and this is the beginning of a new one because like i think if you would have started with this one then had revenge of the sith and then had episode 3 quote unquote be just vader wrecking shop i think that would have been interesting
3: yeah i mean i think my my ideal thing and i say all this i like the trilogy as we've got it problems and all um but i think i would have set one during the clone wars um because sure, and so have like, still have the same endpoint with Revenge of the Sith, but have like one that's in the middle.
1: Yeah, I see what you mean. It's kind of, I don't know the the way that they do the Clone Wars though. I've always appreciated more than if it was just a movie on it, because like, there's something about seeing the serialization of the the individual m- missions that clones go on and. And things like that to me that just kind of, I don't know, it kind of enhances Star Wars as like a franchise Yeah. for me. But I I understand in the language of movies, I'm totally with you. I'm with you on that, like a lot of things in this trilogy in particular.
3: I think these are pretty good effects. Uh, Like a good jump up from the cgi that we had gotten in the last one yeah. i just
0: noticed something <laughs> that i've never noticed before did you see the ladder pop out of the floor like that yeah no what <laughs> it she lands on the landing pad and then it just as she's landing you see the ladder just pop up out of the ground uh-huh. <laughs> Is it specifically designed for those? For Nabo's. Because look, look at le- let's analyze that ladder real quick. That thing is not collapsing. All right. Those are those are straight bars that do not have like uh hinges on them or anything.
3: Oh, it's going straight down. So like,
0: yeah. are those look at that. You know, look, you can see where it goes in the floor.
1: You know Georgia like... Oh yeah, is and the Queen's like... Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh- <laughs> the fake Queen's Dead. Not Kira Knightley. Well.
3: Yeah, I the the political situation in Naboo is doesn't make a ton of sense but what you mean it doesn't need to what you mean how the
1: queen was disguised as someone who wasn't the queen but still did queen things but then the queen turned out to be not the queen but then the queen stepped down and then they had to have decoys because of the queen
3: yeah so she's supposed to be she's dressed as the queen but she's supposed to be a, she's supposed to be Natalie Portman who's not currently queen
1: yeah I I think the more I think about it in this movie, the more it just hurts me. I'm
3: sure it makes sense and someone Uh, can explain it Sure, I'm sure if
1: someone wrote it all down in a very, very botched format, I might understand
3: it. But exciting way to start the movie. Big explosion.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I am just seeing Barris in so many places now that I did not know she existed before.
1: Oh, is she in the background? I yeah, didn't know. Yeah, that her. was Barris but yeah, she's oh, right hey, there. I she's right Luminara. next to Luminara.
3: Wow. Love Luminara. How
1: did I never pick up on her before? <laughs> so one thing um <laughs> to note, what I do like, um, I watched so before you guys came over, I watched the behind the scenes, and uh, I will go ahead and say, not as entertaining as Phantom Menace's mm. by a, lo- a long shot. No one's sitting here with like That's their sad. head in their hands just being like, What have I done? Uh, but everyone seems to actually be having like a pretty good time. Um, and I guess, like, what's interesting is they always talked about how the extras always had stories. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, this guy's in the background, but, like, he has a whole wiki page about him that tells you the entire story of his character. And it's, like, it's kind of cool that, like, even though the extras could just look cool, that, like, there's actually more material in them. I, I like that. That is a very
0: traditional Star Wars thing to do.
1: Oh, is that Kira Knightley? What? Is that Rose... Is that Rose Byrne?
3: I don't think oh, yeah. that is Rose Byrne.
1: Her? Yeah, in the oh, no, back that's,
3: there? I think that is generic white lady.
1: Oh, got you. She's oh, wait, number one stuff. or
0: number two?
3: Uh, Ooh, you know, this might be 2.5.
0: Whoa. Three hadn't come out yet. No, <laughs> no, no, no It no, definitely no, wasn't no, no, three. No, no. The new version. Uh, three came with the Revenge of the Sith. Yes.
3: This is this we'll <laughs> must be we'll generic white lady 2.5. we have eyes 2. out for 5. three.
1: And a different charging port.
3: Um, yeah, which was totally unnecessary and didn't match up with any of the other generics. Damn you, proprietorship! Um, hey, Jimmy Spitz. Love Best to see it. <laughs> looks Spitz. like he's in pain. <laughs> I think a lot of
1: people look like they're in pain during this movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what well, do we think about CG Yoda? I think
1: this one looks way older than the CG Yoda that was in the other one. And I, it's kind of, I never noticed the bags under his eyes.
3: There's some, like, weird frame rate stuff with him, too
1: well that's actually kind of one thing with this movie that they talked about as well was that it was like oh yeah we can take you know because of the digital effects they were using on this one Um, and it's funny in the behind the scenes they instantly start off with some guy who was just like film is always unmatched you cannot replicate a film image with digital and then it cuts to George Lucas talking about I'm shooting the whole thing on digital (laughs) (laughs) it's just really good um but like one thing that they talked about was that they ah mullet obi-wan yes Yes, the best obi-wan even flow (laughs) 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 but like they talked about how they would have scenes and that you know before you would shoot the scene and then you would add the effects later they would start adding the effects like After takes, and then be like, we need to go back and do this take again, do this take again, which is kind of really, yeah. It it, that's that's a mind numbing process to me because it's kind of, I would hate being those editors on that set. Then I I think that would be awful. I think it kind of speaks to George Lucas just kind of wanting to meddle, you know? Oh, god, jar jar.
3: Well, George Lucas is a very tactile filmmaker, um, and I think in an ideal world. He would have just been happy on his ranch hanging out with his buddies making movies by himself. I really don't think he's suited to blockbuster film. What he's
1: doing he now. now. Yeah. <laughs> Is he making movies now? Uh, he, well, no. He's not making movies now but he uh, uh, no. one of my favorite things he's ever he's ever said was like uh, someone asked him like so what are you going to be doing now? Are you going to make any movies? And he's like they're going to be short experimental films. <laughs> and then everyone's like what are they going to be? Are we going to be able to see them? And he's just like, you'll mm, never see them.
3: They're, they're which, just, I'm going back to student films, films. Which is like, great. All Which is what he deserves.
1: It's fine, but I'm just saying, if you say to someone, I'm making experimental films that no one's going to see, it sounds like a very different genre of film than what uh, George Lucas <laughs> is known for.
0: <laughs> what if George Lucas was just like the biggest porn producer on the planet and we just didn't <laughs> know? <laughs> Um, he goes by a different
1: name. <laughs> hey, George, I noticed there's only two Twi'leks in the movie, but you had 47 outfits made.
0: They were all yeah. busy doing other things?
1: Uh, I'm aware. Well, I'm, I'm aware of how many there are in the movie, and I'm aware of how many there are on the ranch. Thank um, you. Oh,
0: so he created Darth Talon. Okay.
3: <laughs> I will say, I like you look at like what one of our favorite filmmakers to bring up, David Lynch does. Yeah. Where, like, he'll drop an experimental short every, like, six years or whatever.
1: I have a whole DVD of them.
3: Yeah. Like those are great. I, and I would love to see what Lucas would make. I think he'd make some really interesting stuff kind of in that vein, but also I don't like he, he should just live his life like his little private life and, you know.
1: I I agree. I I just like I just like the fact that he told this guy. He could have just said nothing. He should have just said nothing. But he just was like, "They're short experimental films no one will ever see. Not good enough for the light of man."
3: So, what do you two think about uh Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship? I Uh, Why is why did Jar Jar just look at the camera? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Misa break out the fourth wall. Why am I here? Why am I here? I see this, Caleb. (laughs) I think,
0: like, you can see the seeds of a good relationship between the two. I think it's just the direction and the way it's presented, it just you don't feel it.
1: It's, you but under- I feel
0: like you feel it more by the time Revenge of the Sith comes around. You it's under- just in this movie they just—it's a bit
3: awkward. Well, and they're separated so early.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's kind of like you—you you understand what their what their relationship is supposed to be like. It's supposed to be, you know, Alex. Alex, sorry, but Alex, is the rambunctious one, <laughs> Alex um, Guinness. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's supposed to be, you know, like Anakin's, like the the hothead, you know, and then like Obi Wan's more orderly. I understand that, and they do get that, but it's just like I don't know. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith's really where you see it kind of come to fruition. <laughs> Here, they're just kind of bickering a lot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's. It's all the idea of a buddy cop duo. But without the execution. <laughs> without the buddy cop duo.
3: It's yeah, they they immediately get separated. And I think another part of it is the Lucas like he just He doesn't know how to write fun banter. So his no, characters when they're supposed to be like arguing, like maybe you can get uh, Carrie Fisher to pull it off or whatever. But Most of the time, I think an actor will just come off as whiny. I
1: I completely agree. One scene, when you say that, I literally think um, of Revenge of the Sith, where it's like, you know, maybe it's just because I'm so in love with you. No, because I'm so in love with you. And then she just like turns 360 and is like, so love has blinded you. And I'm just like, (laughs) my God, take a compliment. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Okay, time for my biggest, the thing that... Like, it is the biggest problem with this
3: movie? Are you gonna go
1: through the bounty
0: hunter yes, explanation? Absolutely. Oh, I love this. I'm sure so this seen, is so
3: great. I'm sure everyone's seen that video. Uh, yes, but I've
1: thought this since I was a kid, and like, I've always <laughs> been like, I don't understand this. It's the fact that so, my understanding of the situation is that Count Dooku hires Django Fett, correct?
3: Yeah, give the abbreviated version yeah. so we're not just straight ripping yeah. off oh, that fair. video.
1: Um, and it's like, he hires Django Fett, and then Django Fett hires another bounty hunter whose name completely escapes me. Because Zam. <laughs> Zan? is that her name? It's, it's Zam something. Zam Wessel, I think. Zam oh, Wessel. Something like that. Because yeah. yeah. the only word she ever speaks is when she's turned into a weird toad monster and is like... Wow, that's xenophobic. Okay. Once again, another instance of Stephen having cancelable takes <laughs> during an episode we can't edit. But then it's like, on top of that, it's the worms or the slugs or whatever she uses. Where I'm just like, did no one think to throw an M80 in there or like a frag grenade? Yeah, a grenade, like, a thermal can, detonator
0: can, it, could have taken it, this out so would quickly. It worked. It
3: has lasers <laughs> that can open up the window. Why not just like concentrate that laser onto her head? That being I, said, I love the centipedes. Oh yeah, it's, de- it's definitely <laughs> a, fun.
1: It's a set piece, but oh, look once at them again, crawl. It just. Shows like George Lucas just being like, well, oh, what if this? It's and like, what if I just rush and dolled this plot, where it's just like you think it's this, but then you think it's this, but then you think it's this.
3: I just realized I did say something critical of this movie. I do apologize. How dare you? I am forgetting my place. We him into our <laughs> <trap>. <laughs> I'm forgetting my place. I will, of course, uh, repent and say my confessions.
1: <laughs> That's three hell Lucas's full of, full of grace. <laughs> the force is with me. <laughs>
3: I don't oh, know, like they're just like they're just big centipedes. That's it. Like it, there's nothing spacey about them. I just love them though. They're so gross. It's, it's how thin
1: their skin is and how you see like the, the legs and the yeah. kind of bones underneath that's It's, uh, it's uh, like
3: larvae-esque. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's, oh, that's that's yeah. what it reminds me of.
3: Oh no, my bug senses went off. No, <laughs> <laughs>
1: also wow yeah
3: great incredible aim great swordsmanship (laughs) just he's been training (laughs) it's it's so
0: wacky what if he missed (laughs) i think i'm a firm
1: believer that like straight up george lucas was writing a different version of obi-wan this entire time and people kept editing him down because like I have a, like, knowing that he just yeets himself out the window right here, the version of him that's from the deleted scenes from episode three makes a lot more sense where it's just like, no, Grievous, I'm not just going to kill you. I'm going to make sure you know what it's like (laughs) to not have a lung for the last five
3: minutes of your life. Like, it's so much. And, like... I just... I, you're right, Alex. What if he misses? What if he gets hit? What if he, like, his hand slips?
0: He has a thousand <laughs> opportunities to die right here. Yeah. But the Force wills that he doesn't, I guess. A
1: million ways to die yeah. on Coruscant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, that's not Sebulba. That's just no, one of yeah,
0: people. it's another, yeah.
3: another type.
0: It's thing. like how we used to call Rodians Greedos before we knew they were called Rodians. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That is very true.
1: I called them Greedos when I was a kid.
3: <laughs> like, what else are you supposed to call them? Oh, now you use your gun. <laughs> Can we talk okay,
0: about... Okay, so that's another thing she could have done. She could have gone across the way and sniped her.
1: <laughs> that's what I mean. It's, like, it's not just so much like, the, like the, the Russian doll situation of how many people are hired to do this so much as it is like... There are so many different means to take out this one person and you choose the most difficult ones at all
3: times. <laughs> and also like even just there. Never mind. That was a criticism. I'm not gonna do it. Uh,
1: can we uh, talk about the advertisements that were behind her?
3: <laughs> what were those for? It was like a
1: person on fire, and it's, then just like it's for. It,
0: it was for Prime Energy.
1: It's for the uh, <laughs> Anna, Logan Paul's face. It was, for, it was <laughs> for Prime Energy and a vaporwave YouTube channel. <laughs> it's for Ana Darmus' character from Blade Runner
3: 2049. You look, you look lonely. Like, you look like a good Joe. The... I can fix that, Obi Wan. If they
0: ever made a McClunky edit of this movie i would just put star wars lofi uh just on one of those billboards behind it and just, that's it that's the only change
3: <laughs> <laughs> there's a fun i i do really like like there's a little bit of a blade runner like cyberpunk vibe to coruscant but the higher up you get you get into like this retro futurist like art deco kind of world i always like the idea of the layers of coruscant and stuff oh yeah i really think cool in high republic they there's a scene that's set on like it's a the peak of like the tallest mountain on Coruscant, but like because the city's just been built up around it, you can literally go and touch the peak, and it's become like oh. a landmark and stuff. Oh, that's dope. That's, yeah,
1: that's really cool. Wow, that's actually really, you know, it kind of makes sense too because if you think of you think about like New York, you think about cities like that that have just been around for so long that they just eventually start building on top of themselves, and if somewhere is industrialized enough it's just kind of like oh yeah no all of the old city is way down there yeah Mm
3: -hmm. well it's like uh seattle right seattle has that whole underground city beneath it what yeah like it was the original city and then like
1: oh that's right yeah where it's just like the old city yeah yeah. oh that's crazy i forgot about this entire sequence of them like running in between because all I Anakin. ever think of when I think of the car is that one gif of, uh, of Ewan McGregor just like going back and forth like <laughs> and him just yeah, dancing. I'm in Star Wars. He's Anakin, having so much fun. <laughs>
3: Anakin could have easily gone over that lightning. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's my thing I'm just in there like Caleb. once again
3: no that's not criticism that's just me being like Anakin's a sucker for pain and it's part of his character oh okay it. that's
1: fair fair yeah, he you, is a masochist yeah you didn't see the uh, deleted scene where he goes oh no we can't go
3: under it we can't go over it oh no, no we'll we have, have to, to go, go through, through it <laughs> Anakin I don't want to kink shame but don't bring me into this <laughs>
1: and he's like oh my god I've been waiting for this all week <laughs> Usually I have to pay for this. Um, <laughs> you said it's attachment. It's not attachment if they leave for the evening. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I do. This is just a really fun chase. Um, and I think, like, especially this part, this is when the relationship works the best. Like, when their bantering kind of stuff goes back and forth.
1: Yeah, when there's actual, like, when it reason feels like, to banter <laughs> yeah when it feels like the banter has logic attached to it okay Anakin okay. what if you miss I hate it when he does that <laughs> Always diving off of whatever ship we're on in the middle of space. This
0: (laughs) this man just finished playing 100 Hours of Tears of the Kingdom, and now he's just diving all over the place. Jumping
1: from long heights on
3: Coruscant was my thing. It's okay, I've
1: shoved a bunch of logs together. This this baby will swim. (laughs) I do love the design of... I do kind of like the idea of uh, these, like, retro futuristic like space cars yeah, that are all around like the yellow one they were in I actually kind of like because it almost looks like I don't know it kind of just looks like a regular just like 1990s like sedan but space
3: (laughs) you know you
0: think she's driving the Toyota Corolla of uh, Coruscant's
3: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and like that's something George Lucas really likes he likes old retro cars and so I think you could always see that with the design of the land speeders but here instead of being like nice catch obi-wan instead of being like <laughs> my god that would i forgot about that this <laughs> is whatever, and i have played bowl
1: many times <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, instead of ahead. like
3: this is whatever piece of junk luke could get it's like what would like a middle to upper class like, like speeder look like he's actually getting to like expand on it a little bit more yeah i do enjoy that I'm sure we'll talk more about his love of cars when we get into our... Uh, American Graffiti? Our American uh, yeah. Graffiti. Uh, you think commentary? that was it? He just saw <laughs> 18 like... 18 years.
1: You just saw like Ron Howard at the, at the dealership or whatever, like with his dad. And his dad was like, what do you think, Ron? Like, check out this Corvette. And he was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Ron. What's your name? Ron? Ron. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I just remembered something that I completely forgot about for like 15 years. When I, So, you see, like, the way that speeder crashes and uh, the bumper, like, you know, it, it caves in like a bumper would. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a toy, and I can't remember if I had it or if my friend had it, uh, where it was that speeder. And when you crash it into something, you could, like, push the front back. And it would fold like exactly in that way. Man, it was like so really cool. detailed, man. There, that <laughs> is, it was
1: wild, and it, I completely forgot about that until now. It was so cool. That is something so like satisfying about Star Wars toys is that they always had the little bells and whistles to mm-hmm. be like, no, it feels like the ship, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like just somehow the the rubber folded in a way where like it wound
1: up looking exactly like the crash. Okay, it was dope. This this is well. I don't understand this where it's like the Jedi forbade, you know, f- forbid attachment, but then Obi-Wan says, this weapon is your life. And I'm just sitting there like, isn't that a form of attachment? Yeah.
3: I like, mean, the Jedi are, or it's a flawed system, but, oh, there's football. Oh there's my God. Football. I've
1: never <laughs> once noticed that. Got oh really? Football I, oh, yeah, every great. type of
3: like dog racings on that wow. screen. Yeah, no. S- I, I it's weird, I, cause like, do they see the lightsaber as like a connection to the Force? So it's like it's less about attachment to a physical object, and it's more of like a spiritual focus, maybe.
1: Uh, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Obi Wan goes through like two or three lightsabers in this trilogy alone, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say that he's not the one who should be doing that.
0: Oh, I'm on. He best. and Anakin are about neck and neck. Ah, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. death
1: sticks. Death sticks. Okay, did you guys hear about the canon? Like, or I, th- I no, it's not canon, but no one's refuted it, so it's canon in my mind. Like, what happens to this man after this?
3: <laughs> I, so I hope what? he become He lives a good life. No, he literally,
1: <laughs> he literally starts becoming an anti-death sticks like activist. Are he serious? I'm serious. That's way too far. And he starts being like, "No, you can't. You shouldn't do that." Like anyone on the streets. And I think he eventually just ends up getting beat up and killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's maybe that's like it's not a good ending
3: like that's, that's like the uh the old canon ending for jar jar where he ends up as like clown. a performer yeah like yeah. a uh, street clown like i'm like that's maybe a little bit too mean-spirited yeah, that's, yeah that's i'm like bit. the character didn't do anything wrong
1: it was just like the <laughs> way the, the character was written
0: like, he did do something wrong he did drugs
1: oh there true. he is there was jar jar there if was on best
0: Drugs and drugs are bad, okay? If you
3: do drugs, you're automatically the worst person to have ever lived.
1: If you do drugs, you're going to hell. That's my favorite thing about the Mr. Mackey voice is that it's just Dr. Phil, but a little bit like less round.
0: Drugs are bad. Okay. Drugs
1: are bad. And then drugs are You bad. got a problem?
0: Talk to me. Don't turn into some kind of creepy alien monster. Okay. Just let me know who hired you. <laughs> Tell, Tell us Tell us now. now. <laughs> Send her to the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
1: I love that, too. Instead of taking the time to go p- kill Padme, I decided to kill the bounty hunter who would tell my name even though I didn't end up killing Padme. Um, so many people suck at their jobs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like, I think my favorite example in this movie is, is like, when it's like, oh, we're hiding from a bounty hunter, Anakin. Where should we go? An open field. Like, <laughs> What? Like, meanwhile, there's some guy in the background with a sniper rifle just being like, the Lord is my shepherd. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Freaking American sniper back yeah. there, like, okay. <laughs> two Mr. clicks down the way. Whoa, Mr. What is Snake that guy? dude in the back.
3: I was about to say, did Mr. Snake Gandalf in the background yeah. ever get a plot on Clone Wars that I'm forgetting about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Jurassic Park. I've never too. seen him, so I don't know. <laughs> That's that's the three parter I wish uh, had replaced the Force Planet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're like I want that one to replace the Force Planet, the Force Planet, but not D Squad.
3: <laughs> no, I feel like D Squad is a very necessary episode because like.
0: Go on. F- Are no, you sure about that? The Force Planet. <laughs> I'll give you a second to take that back if you want no, to. I, I'll, I'll explain
3: myself. The Force <laughs> Planet is. Uh, is a is a contentious or at least amongst us a contentious episode that like we can debate the merits of and back and forth we can all agree to, that that d squad's bad yeah. It unites yeah i mean us all. that's <laughs> true yeah i think every long-running show needs one episode that that you can just all point to and be like bah. caleb <laughs>
0: caleb here's the thing though and i mean I, I guess this is just uh making your point more valid though d squad wasn't one episode was four, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They show up at the end too. <laughs> yes. You know, one thing that it I, wasn't just an arc; it was an
1: extended arc. <laughs> one thing that I've noticed about this entire and, and dude, that is also they're George Lucas's favorite episodes, and like that bothers me. Yeah,
3: because he's he's whack, like,
1: man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. One thing that I've noticed about okay between the last scene and this shorter those whenever. <laughs> Whenever, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. It's whenever... Oh, I love Yoda's little chair. Oh, <laughs> he never walks this anywhere. This is to make me feel like a grown-up. <laughs> I stole this from Yaddle. <laughs> I beat her to death. It was Fini- me. <laughs>
0: finish your thought on what you're going to say, because no. I have something to say about the chair, but I want you to continue. It's <laughs> just more or
1: less that like George Lucas is just like, all right, these characters are talking. What should they be doing while they talk? Walking. Every scene is someone walking. Yeah. Anakin and, and Palpatine were just walking. These guys just walking. Mm-hmm. When he's talking to the Kaminoans, they're walking. I'm sure there's going to be some pacing in this scene. Oh, he's standing still?
3: Oh, I do like the it's... establishing shots shows the window being replaced by a droid. I never noticed that. Oh, That's a cool oh I, didn't notice I didn't notice that, that, that was... either.
1: What were you saying about Yoda's uh, Yoda's baby doll chair? Well,
0: it, it goes perfectly off of that walking thing because you know Yoda moves so slowly. I imagine he has that so that he can move faster with people, but they're still slowing down for him, <laughs> <laughs> and I find it really funny. It's just a <laughs> level
1: of of respect for Yoda.
0: <laughs> look at like I mean, obviously don't look at it now because we moved past it, but look at like that weird long hall that they're in. Like you have to go so far to get through that, and they're just taking a very slow, leisure, leisurely stroll through it. Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> And it's like, I get it, you gotta do that for the scene, but at the same time, like, no, no one be doing that. (laughs) Like, speed up a little.
2: I don't like this
1: luggage.
0: That's a really stupid thing to complain about, but that's the way my brain's working right now. It's just kind of like, people don't work (laughs) like that, you know?
3: I don't like this luggage. I but this isn't a criticism of the movie. This is a criticism of, of the, the world luggage. designer who have made this. Whoever Star Wars character made it. Well,
0: um, okay, but Caleb, looks, now you're basically giving yourself a pass no. to complain about anything about the movie because you can just break it down to whoever's responsible for it. Man, the yes. so Caleb, that's just a, that's just a way around saying, hey, I don't like this about the movie.
1: <laughs> can I just okay? Well, the thing I don't like about this scene is the fact that this is the outfit she picked out for packing. Like, oh, okay, I've got it. Got to put the corset on, and then the armbands to constrict blood flow, and then I need the headdress, and then I need my hair to be the most anime. Well,
3: aren't they it possibly? Be. I because isn't
0: she wearing this for like the next few scenes?
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like this. I. I mean, I like all of like the Naboo outfits. I think they're really cool. They're opulent. They are not practical. But that's fine because nothing about Naboo is practical. Like, no design decision ever made on that planet, unless it was done by a Gungan, was practical.
0: (laughs) Gungans really be walking around in shirts and pants while everybody else is wearing dresses that have to be plugged into walls. (laughs) They're just just like, I forgot how clothes were.
3: I don't like that look Anakin was giving at the end though. Yeah, it's like do, <laughs> we're it's gonna like, be having a lot of that
1: in it's this. It's literally movie. just like take it easy, Stamos, like bring it down like a couple of notches. It's, Sorry, my
3: lady. You know what's great though? <laughs> this looks like public transportation. They're supporting they're just common people taking the public transit around.
0: Is it that this or? is rich public transit though?
3: It's true. It's like I don't imagine this varies
0: transit. like all the way through the depths of Coruscant.
3: Hey, look,
1: Caleb. She's in a different outfit, which means that was the outfit she picked out for packing. So I'm going to go ahead and still say it was dumb. Well,
3: <laughs> I don't know. Like I think I think it is established in this universe that the fashion trends that she comes from are not gonna be practical, and that's fine. That's part of like. It, like that is characteristic I, of Naboo. I, I mean, I look I at what laughing. she's
0: wearing on her head right now. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't laughing at that. I
1: just now noticed that Ewan McGregor has like this one mole in the middle of his forehead. Yeah. And the yeah. whole time I was just thinking, is he just like telepathically like telling people using the force, don't look at my mole, don't look at my mole, don't look at my mole, don't look at my mole. <laughs> like just the whole, Oh, He's I thought just... you were
0: going to say the mole is like an extension of his mind, and it's how he <laughs> like shoots out the thoughts.
1: This is how I get past showing my identification papers.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, I guess they're also undercover, which is probably why they took public transit. So maybe, maybe they aren't. I was people. going to
1: bring that up, but I didn't want to kill your point. No, no, uh, it's <laughs> it
3: was a dumb point. I was just kind of talking to talk, but. Uh...
1: <laughs> I'm just kind of trying to fill up the void. <laughs> <laughs> We'll we can't see.
0: edit through this. We have to have no dead air.
1: Guys, get ready! Yes, baby! Yes. Another birth of a legend.
0: Look how different it looks from the building
1: next to it, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's just like such a stark design. <laughs> Ooh, co- Obi- be <One. laughs> Hello, Dex. <laughs> Hello, Dex.
2: You
3: yeah, know it's so different. Take so a seat. Funny.
1: Have some sushi, burger, de- uh, Jello. <laughs>
3: Uh, it's Jawa juice, right? Have oh. some Jawa juice. We we
1: squeezed
0: the Jawas in the back fresh for you today, my boy. <laughs>
1: fun fact, uh, the guy in the crew who would get people coffee in the credits was known as Java the Hutt. Oh, uh, that's fun. really. I'm <laughs> that's not cool. even kidding. That is so much fun.
3: <laughs> what can I do for you? I think... I mean, obviously, I have... What do you know? <laughs> I have a liking... For characters with forearms has been established something, in the lore of the show. Something I didn't realize, but I'm like, yeah, give me Goro. Yeah, give me the X Men character Forearm, who's who has forearms and his name is Forearm.
1: Give me the Ben Ten character Forearm, who has four arms and has and is named Forearms. Give me Grease from Fallen Order, Munchops and all. <laughs> oh yeah, he does count.
3: But yeah, I think I think the thing that maybe. That's a little
1: He's ponytail. <laughs> oh my god, ponytail. he does. He's got the little like oh, chef, yeah. like like it's the res- it's the sh- you know it's the it's the gross chef with like the receding hairline who yeah. pulls it up back into like a rotten tail, and is like I still got hair, <laughs> still got hair. I'm not thin, and I don't need hymns. But I do think it's I think it's very. <laughs> <don't need>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by four
3: ms It should, should be anyway. <laughs> He does look like he's straight out of a Halo game, though. He, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he could fit in the universe. <laughs> what if Brutes looked like him instead? He does look kind of <laughs> like a brute that oh, gave starchy. up. <laughs> How big? You, you killed my lover. Some see. Brutes say a lot.
3: But I do just like is like this is a super like suspicious guy who uh, has has a has a shady past. Now he owns a diner, like. <laughs> oh and there's there's christopher lee's yeah, face
0: yeah oh so did they, they just sh- cut out the part where they're talking about him then yeah did they oh just put okay out the, yeah they just took out the part because i don't think
1: i ever realized that was dooku <laughs> Yeah, you know, they just put it you know took out the part where they explained what they were talking about oh okay
3: <laughs> um it's kind of like you know the you know the guy in breaking bad who uh the vacuum cleaner guy yeah that guy who redoes your identity do you think that's what happened with dexter <laughs> you're gonna have
1: to stay in this system for approximately 17 weeks dexter dexter you're one of the hotter things i've had going on for me in the past couple of years you know how
3: hard it is to hide someone with four arms dexter four maybe ar- don't have a diner with your name on it
1: four arms 17
3: felony drug ca-
1: drug uh, <laughs> 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 drug possessions and then like six possible homicides we're not sure. <laughs>
0: Dexter has a death stick in each hand. <laughs> We're getting lit tonight, boys. Here come the jesters.
1: One, two, three. Here come the jesters. One, so. two, three. Oh, hey! hey. I didn't even think about that. Eh? <laughs> Uh, uh, no one will recognize me if I have the same weird outfit, but with a
3: shawl. <laughs> it's no one she's will recognize like, okay, me. Okay, I'll yet. get
0: a, I'll put a smaller halo over my head and then uh, cover it with a.
3: It's more muted colors and the textures aren't like, they're more carpety textures than like silk and stuff.
1: You think etiquette was just arguing with her the whole time, just like I'm telling you to stop wearing the halo, and she's like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: She's like, and Anakin, I'm telling you to stop taking my grandma's vet, uh, carpets and turning them into vests, but here you are. Look at how ugly that <laughs> hey, vest <Anakin>? is, though.
3: <laughs> Anakin, do you want me to take your lightsaber and cut off that dumb rat tail? Then shut up. Hey, Anakin. Padme, I'm time... going
0: to force choke you someday, I swear.
1: <laughs> but I'll bring you back. Maybe. There's Howard the Duck. Uh, and for
3: those of you who are not watching but listening along, we are in another scene of walking.
1: Aila Sakura, yeah.
3: Hey. Oh, yeah, children. Spoilers. I don't,
1: I don't know if they make it out of this trilogy. Well, yeah, no. How uh, much space is in
3: between?
0: Well, they're they're definitely too young to be oh going God. to war in
1: three years. So I think that Anakin's gonna kill them. Yeah. I just now <laughs> noticed the one on the very right. That's like the baby version of the space pirates. Like. Wait, really? It's <laughs> really bizarre. All I hope they are, show them again. All of
3: them are extreme all the alien ones are extremely cute. The human ones, mid. <laughs> We've Caleb. Done it, Alex.
0: Mid is a conversation ender, not a conversation starter. Yeah, I don't like to use the word mid.
3: And we're done with talking about the uh about the Jedi children because I don't I don't think we are. Um, <laughs> we are all gonna die. Um
0: We
1: are all gonna die. Unless think,
0: we can find Camino.
3: Ah, oh, yes, this is true. Well, if one of these it's, kids is from Kamino.
1: You guys ever know? Yeah, he's just sitting there like, oh, they <laughs> told me from day one. <laughs> you must learn not to attach yourself. Don't, you didn't, this? your home planet doesn't even exist. What? Wait, what?
3: <laughs> so, if I remember correctly, lore-wise, these lightsabers that the kids have, these are just training lightsabers. Yes. And then later yes. they'll go and they'll get their kyber crystal. Yeah. yeah. I want to see the story about what happens to all the training lightsabers after the temple gets taken. Because they become a black market item
1: I well I actually believe it or not uh there is a canon answer after the temple takeover after the Empire became a thing they actually gathered all the remaining lightsabers that they could find and they um like incinerated them in public
3: I want there to be a story where like one crate gets like it's the story it's like a heist story where these people are trying to steal one crate of lightsabers. Ooh, are we gonna have
0: another conversation about crates? Yeah. Because I'm up
3: for that. I'm gonna squash this right now. Uh, Alex, would you like to guess who the protagonist of this movie will be? Avatar uh, two, the crate. way of water.
1: I Salt Crate. Can we talk about how the the delivery that the one kid gave on the archive memories line. Have you guys ever noticed that? Like, it's just. Yeah, it's, it's pretty very flat. awkward. It's just very. <laughs> because I want to write that from the archive memories. But Which to is... be
0: fair, he sounds like he's talking like how a kid talks. Well, fair. <laughs> <So>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're
3: forgetting, <laughs> Stephen, that we have established that uh, George Lucas is just the best at directing children.
1: Yeah, clearly. <laughs> from, from the Karuskin incident of uh, 1999. Did you see how many uh, oh, versions geez.
0: of the Nashville Electric uh, building they have over here?
1: Oh, oh my god, <laughs> you're right. Yeah,
0: all, all the all the domes look exactly like it. Did you guys notice? I've always called that the Naboo building. <laughs> it that took me so years cute. to realize that it was the Nashville Electric Service. But yeah, they all look like that, except they're not green on the top. Did
1: you guys notice R2 trying to go up the stairs a second ago? And like no. he, was, he was struggling. He was succeeding. And I'm no. there like, well, he, it's
0: why he got the uh, the boosters installed I was by the like, by
1: the time Revenge of the Sith came out. Here's my here's my canon though. Well I, no, he uses them here. My canon is that he has them, but he just chooses oh, the way of pain. Yeah.
3: No, no, it's like he is disciplining himself. Yeah. He doesn't want to take the easy way out. Um, <laughs> no, so the um the rocket boosters were supposed to be in Phantom Menace. And you know that scene where it looks like he's about to jump off of the side of the landing pad on cor- on Corson.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was
3: supposed to like fall off and then shoot up with his rocket boosters, hmm. but they decide not to do that, and so it just looks like he's contemplating. He falls. So
0: hard. <laughs> he falls off, and all you hear is the.
3: Obi-Wan looks over and is like, I've got a good idea.
1: (laughs) I was in the previous movie. Look, it mattered. Ah, Look, look, it mattered.
3: I'm a few uh, decades too early to play a maester on Game of Thrones. I guess this will have to do... (laughs) This is awesome. Okay, I asked about Obi-Wan and Padme. What well, y'all think about Anakin and Padme?
0: Uh, 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 Alex, you go first because I've wait, got what opinions. Do you, wait, what do you mean? Just
3: like, you know, here we can see them having a little bit of push-pull, a little bit of uh, Oh, bickery. the dialogue between them? Eh, just how do you feel about their relationship having had them, you know, catch up from the last time they saw each other?
0: Uh, I mean, it's still pretty awkward. I don't know really what to tell you. It's kind of awkward. To be honest, it's awkward in everything. I've never really liked their relationship that much.
2: I like it in it's, Clone Wars.
0: <laughs> I still think it's awkward in Clone Wars. It's not as bad. I, oh, it's okay. That's a, that's a very low bar to pass. Fair. But, <laughs> <laughs> but even in Clone Wars, I don't really like the chemistry they have. And I, I don't really know what it is. Like, sometimes they have good moments. But in the movies, they sure don't have those good moments. <laughs> it's kind
1: of... Caleb, you had a, you had a quote like, a couple of episodes ago where you talked about, like, seeing someone in public and being like, I don't want someone who has, like, you know, I I stopped seeing at point A and then, like, I'm now at point G and doesn't have the whole alphabet in between. Yeah, That's kind of here. Like, where it's just like, yeah, you were a sweet little boy, but then you got taken away and you're essentially a different person now. And for me, the dialogue back and forth between them that, like... It's just very, like, aggressive. Like, I, even then, like, she's in front of the, all these delegates and everything. And, of course, Anakin, like, hates politics. I understand that much. But it's just, like, she's like, no, excuse me. Like, it's just, like, okay, dude, like, just calm down. Like, if you really... Because they always make the point of being, like, you've been in love with her since you were a child. And I'm like, Really? Dude, he had
0: more riz when he was a child.
3: But, yeah, <laughs> fair. And also, it's this thing that I... I'm not sure that if this applies to Anakin. Um, also, love the Caminoans, love their design, love their city, everything yeah. about... Even, and I am fine with the fact that they look completely out of a Spy Kids movie. Oh, this, <laughs> was, this <laughs> looks so fake. Like, <laughs> um, But no, I—I. it's one of those things where if you're a character who's obsessed with the same thing that you were when you were a kid and now you are getting closer to being an adult, I'm I'm just going to kind of side-eye you and be like, nothing happened in the intervening years. Like your yeah. motivation from as a kid is still what's driving you. You didn't have any other priorities in the intervening years
1: you know as an avid fan of batman i'm gonna go ahead and say i agree with your point but i don't because i would disprove my entire love for batman I mean, um, well
3: I, I mean batman it's been explored like yeah, but, th- yeah that's kind of the difference there's, there's that there. wonderful part in mask of the phantasm where he's yelling as his parents portrait. oh i love he's that. Is like why can't i why can't yeah. you let me be happy
1: don't uh, don't i deserve to be happy yeah. like god that's so uh Oh, by the way, I found out what I was during the last commentary. I said that one of the Caminos was, was named was Namaste. That is not correct. In the Bad Batch, <laughs> there is one named Nala Se. So oh, I am yeah, very yeah. close, and I was because like, the whole time I was like, "That, that's not the name I, I heard." That, well, also this is just like a place in Italy that they just added like a few. Star Wars things too. Everything else about <laughs> it is you can go to it in real life.
3: That's what's wild is that like we go from the most CG thing to this very physical, <laughs> <location>. yeah, very <laughs> it's tangible very real place. <laughs> Look at how the light is like interacting with the plants and the water and all this stuff. Like this is so real compared if to. I was so to go strange. Here. <laughs>
1: I've always wanted to go to Italy. Italy, like, is it being as too like that's like where my Families from oh here it is i don't, I don't like, like sand, sand. It's, it's coarse, coarse and, and rough and, and irritating. irritating and it gets, gets everywhere
2: yeah <laughs> i love how I'm, he I'm throws
0: here. that thing down like as soon as he says it and he's like you know what the real thing about sand is gets it gets everywhere everywhere
3: <laughs> um <laughs> I, yeah i think the problem is that I'm not sure Hayden Christensen knows how. Like the problem is that he's touching her back weirdly and looking at her, and
0: giving her that look.
1: I'm
3: not sure how. (laughs) And
0: she's like,
1: "What are you doing?" They they argued the scene before this, man. Like, there's no like. Look at that smirk.
3: Like, I just don't think he knows what age to play Anakin because he looks like a full grown adult. He is playing it like a 15 year old, which I guess, I guess you can make
1: the argument that like that's how you would play anakin because like you know he kind of was a child and then kind of just brought into this order and that's kind of all he knows there was no life outside of this but simultaneously it's like there i really think i really do think matt matt Lannon just like understood how to like play what people got out of anakin and therefore like that's kind of the anakin i associate with the character and even i mean to the point where like hayden christensen coming back to obi-wan was even like oh yeah i watched all the clone wars and that actually really informed me on like how to play anakin you know and i was just like that's awesome i'm so glad you like rolled with the punches and just did your thing it's it's lanter by the way lanter yeah matt lanter oh okay i i wanted to correct
0: you last time and i didn't and then you said it again. But now, <laughs> and now so I'm I like, okay, on on the chance he brings it up in Revenge of the Sith. I should <laughs> probably tell him it's Matt
1: Lancer. But now I cannot bring it up. Also, all these guys that are not Tamara Morrison and are like younger Tamara Morrison, I guess. Yeah. Is that the implication there?
3: Yeah. They're all like him growing up. Hmm. Because before uh, de-aging took over cinema, you could just cast people who look alike.
1: <laughs> yeah. Isn't that right? That's actually, Mark Hamill made comments about that uh, recently where he, like, th- they asked, like, you know, are you going to play Luke again in a, in a movie or a- anything that they're doing? And he's like, I want them to do more stories with Luke, but if they do, I want them to get, like, an age-appropriate actor and not use CGI. And I'm, as good as CGI Luke has gotten, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Like, please just get an actor.
3: Well, and, like, you're going to have to get an actor for doing like the action and stuff, or you'll run into the Irishman problem where it's like old man body on or young man head on your old man body. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I remember there were some, see, I haven't seen the full movie, but I've, I've seen that VFX breakdown and someone like doing it better. Uh, so one thing I did want to bring up as well about this movie, um, they brought up in the behind the scenes that like, you know, George had this kind of prediction of digital cinema kind of becoming a thing where you know you can have a little space but then fill out the background um very similar to this the open field where anyone could be shot at any moment over a appearing waterfall (laughs) um but like they talked about how he actually experimented with it in like the young indiana jones adventures Mm -hmm. where like he would do like digital meddling and like duplication and stuff and he said like yeah that was all like a test ground for what i wanted to do with movies and i i can't help but look at like marvel movies and like everything that comes out now and be like I don't think we give George Lucas enough credit oh, for Oh, he that. was,
3: yeah, no, he was extremely ahead of the time. And without the prequels, like, there are, it doesn't always work, but there are leaps and bounds forward in technology in each of these movies.
1: Yeah, honestly. Because, like, especially feel-wise, like, this compared to, like, Phantom Menace, it's just very, like, it's very different. Like, Phantom Menace kind of feels like the end of an era, And then this feels like the beginning of a new one where you're like, Oh, that CGI looks great. Oh, that CGI does not look great.
3: Yeah. (laughs) No, I I think there is, I don't know. I, I'm so used to the aesthetics of these movies because I grew up with them that I can accept the fact that we are now in a field with where you can see the wind reacting. And like I mentioned before, the lights reacting as it would in nature, not necessarily something they could capture in the two thousands with CGI. But, I don't know, I, I'm just, it doesn't blend together, but I still feel it's kind of cohesive.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. Um, it's not, oh God, but then you look at that CGI, like Ice Age looking character, and you're just like,
2: oh
0: <laughs> no. Oh,
1: the, this shot is way better than the establishing shot. Fair. <laughs> but that part right Oh, but there, that's not. <laughs> what does it remind me of? <laughs> Oh, it reminds me of uh, when they blow up the uh, the the frog and Shrek and they make a balloon animal out of them. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I
0: love how that beast is in like 22 frames per second. Like well, it's almost there, but
1: it just has its hiccups. <laughs> well, that's that's actually one thing they talked about with this movie in particular and why it looks like that sometimes is because like the transition from digital to film was very challenging because it was like, okay, dude, no one rolls around like this. No one does that.
3: Uh, uh. <laughs> I Listen, man, if you haven't rolled around in the sea with your friends, then like, what are you doing? Or in not the sea. sea sorry, in the, the field. Sea. Sorry, it's just we we jumped to Camino. We have <laughs> to rolled around in the field. I will with say your that friends. was
1: not as bad as me saying the word chair for absolutely no discernible reason during Empire Strikes Back. Wait, and, what? Yeah, I was talking. Wait, about... Wait, I don't
0: remember this. I
1: said something along the lines of like, you know, Luke's gonna. I was talking about Luke's friends and how like his motivation, and I said like, you know, he's gonna do it for his chair. I mean, friends, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know why I said chair.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah. I had a moment that like that last night where uh, Joe sent me something on Instagram, and this guy's like the lights in his in like his bedroom looked really cool, and I was like, and I was like, where do you even get those kind of rooms? <laughs> I mean, lights. <laughs> I was like, that wasn't autocorrect. I'm just stupid. <laughs> so.
3: I'm just paying Pay no attention to the armor directly are behind two, me with the door open. These are two very attractive men, I know. and yeah.
0: the sexual tension in this room—it's there, man. Yeah, it's definitely there. You, you think he's just kind of like I've dealt with a Mandalorian before?
1: She was beautiful. So are you. He's like, yes, and you haven't dealt with can me. You, can you put the helmet on? What? Can you put the helmet
3: on? Technically, <laughs> I'm not supposed to take it off. Much like. <laughs> Much like Batman and All Star uh, Batman and Robin, we keep the masks on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God, that's very true. Oh, that, that is my favorite. I I owned that first issue for so long, and just my favorite thing is him just yelling at Robin, just saying I'm the GD Batman.
3: <laughs> ah, it's such a wild comic. Um, yeah, no, they the the cameras moved in. We're focusing more on their face. They need to kiss now. I'm just saying, this is what the visual language is telling He's me. He's
1: even doing, like, the blinks. That's just very, like, you can be comfortable with me.
3: Tamara Morrison has very small eyebrows, though. Not a bad thing. Just, yeah, you know, something I'm noticing now that the camera is, a like, A criticism right up- of the
1: movie, really... Yeah, oh know. my God, Caleb! Caleb shut confession. up! This Jeez. movie is a two out of ten. His eyebrows are too
3: small. I didn't say too small. I said <laughs> the very the official small. IGN review. Once seven again, out of ten. Tamera you know the Force plot is a... <laughs> The plot is
1: in a... fact not on fleek. Man, that's one of my favorite <laughs> things is when they talk about like all the bad things about a Call of Duty game, and then you see them give it like a nine out of ten, and I'm sitting there like, <laughs> shut up. Like, <laughs> Or, like, someone saying, like, this Mario game is one of the most tough platformers I've ever played. Five out of ten. And I'm just sitting there like,
3: what? Okay.
1: Oh, is this the Apple
3: scene? We negotiate with lightsabers. Look at that table.
0: <laughs> what is up with that table? like Why does it look like a like one of the difficulty shields from halo like with everything <laughs> kind <Naboo>. of, yeah. <laughs> just put two swords in an elite skull yeah. on top of it and it's legendary
3: <laughs> like everything in Naboo we don't have to worry about being practical and it looks Anakin like
0: can you pass me a pair sure check
1: this out
3: that's a tiny pineapple what if they did this scene again? No, but what, the, he's floating just in the background. Sorry. Oh, okay. I what was if, like, what? <laughs> what if they
1: did that scene again, but the Requiem for a Dream music was playing in the background the whole time? Where it's just... Ba-da-da, ba-da-da-da, and then it just stopped.
3: This might be one of my favorite outfits of hers.
1: George Lucas specifically designed this one. Oh, the, really? Yes, this is the only <laughs> outfit that George Lucas designed, and I can't imagine why.
3: Never mind, I take it back. Oh,
1: <laughs> dude, <it's a> shame <laughs> the corset. Literally, she said something like, I almost passed out wearing this because they made my waist 20 inches. I mean,
0: it chokes every part of her body. Every. <laughs> that's Which, hot. like, girl, if that's the thing you're going for, all power to you, but,
1: like, but it doesn't look comfortable. It doesn't like, help too, that, it's like, odd, but the, it's the not neck comfortable. The piece <laughs> literally looks like a
3: chokehold. But if Lucas had gotten someone who actually knows what they're doing, like, corsets aren't supposed to, like, make it hard for you to breathe. So, like, if he had actually, like, just maybe shared his vision with a costume designer instead of designing it himself.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's like getting a graphic designer to build a house. You're like, as much as I
3: appreciate your room decor, uh, why are there no stairs? Well, it's like how Howard Hughes designed a new bra. Because he was like, bras are impractical. I'm gonna design a new one. And he gave it to, I think it was Rita Howard, and she's like, Yeah, I'm wearing it. Totally didn't wear it, just kept wearing her own bra. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he's like, My creation complete. Okay, this is this is one thing that like I don't understand is that like I feel like a lot of the time Anakin is putting like his mistakes on Padme. Cause like him saying yeah. like, you know, You shouldn't have given me that kiss. And it's like, you're the one who made the move, dude.
0: Like, shut up. He has such incel energy in this. Like, specifically uh, in this scene. Like, (laughs) look how angry he is about, like, every single thing. It just...
1: (laughs) Well, it's really uncomfortable on rewatch.
0: Yeah, and it's like, some of the things he says, like... Would be like somewhat romantic if it like actually had the context of their relationship there, but when it's when when like the relationship's so
1: early like it is now, it's just weird and awkward. It's just also <laughs> like guys, it doesn't matter like how deeply you feel about someone. There's always a phrase like a phase in the relationship where you're not saying "I love you." you know like yeah. and this is just like, "Well, why don't you love me?" It's like, "I barely
3: know you, dude." Like <laughs> well, it's a it's a uh Yeah. I okay. give, up. I, no, give that... up. I give up. I give up. Caleb, do you have a criticism? Oh, that's weird. I just it's it's confusing how much time has is passing in their relationship because with Obi-Wan's it feels very much like each beat is following the next one within like an hour or two of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But here like days could be passing and we just, we have no idea if we had a better idea of the time passage, maybe like these conversations would make more sense as they're unfolding.
1: It also doesn't help that what they're cutting between as well is like, what is seemingly like a week in Venice with Anakin and Padme. And then like, him here for like uh, obi-wan on Cam- on camino for like 30 minutes just being like well do you know anything about clones nope okay
3: <laughs> well in all cinema like has to dilate time in some way but it's just like maybe have a little bit more uh there a little bit more manipulation kind of about it
1: yeah some some kind of a relationship. Oh, man. Okay, so R4 uh, is one of my <laughs> Okay, real quick, too. I love the fact that he's just like, well, time for me to give my hologram message in the pouring rain. <laughs> I have
0: successfully made contact with the Prime Minister of Kamino! <laughs> Master Simonius! Master Simonius!
1: <laughs> but it's just like, my thing is with... uh. So, <laughs> in the behind the scenes is a really funny scene. It's like one of the only quote-unquote arguments, and by arguments I mean George Lucas doing what he thinks is funny. Um... And one of the prop guys is talking about R4 and he's like, you know, R4 is just kind of like, you know, R2 painted differently. And George Lucas looks at him and goes, watch what you say about R4. 'Cause you get bopped on the head real quick. <laughs> and then cut to two separate scenes of him like pretending to beat this guy up. Because and you could tell they're like two separate shots that they had to think about because like one, the background is entirely different. And it's just George Lucas like with this guy in a headlock being like
3: It's so funny. I love it so much.
1: Because it's like, I make fun of him so much, but he's just a dork. And I love him so much for that. I really, honestly, I really just want to do George Lucas uh, like a cosplay. Like, I want to do, like, a cosplay. Yeah, <laughs> It'd be very fun to do. Yeah, just get a pillow, put it in your big flannel shirt, tuck it in, grow out your beard, do some gray spray, get some glasses, and just talk about, there's a lot of nice fight. Just you do.
0: find the most grandpa-looking
1: clothes you can yeah, find, and then man. just... You Wrangler do. jeans, new balances, white
3: tube socks. You do George Lucas, Alex can do uh, George R. R. Martin. I'll figure <laughs> out someone. <laughs> I don't th- want to be George R. Martin. <laughs> just keep talking about how the butler did it. <laughs> I'll figure out another George that has, like, weird old man energy. Okay. I'll be George we... W. Bush. <laughs> <Can> <laughs> <we> just... <laughs> I wrote a book, too. I was going to say, if you shave stance.
1: your beard, you're just George of the Jungle right At- there. But <laughs> Atkin, What's wrong? I'm out here in my nightgown. What's wrong? Anyway. Uh... One thing I do love the shot just before this. Anakin was like shirtless in bed, just like looking really dramatic, and then it cuts to a sunset. And I just wanted it to be like some cologne commercial, you know, like. <laughs> <C'est de l'homme. laughs>
3: I think like. Giorgio Romani. He's he's trying to meditate here, and this is not me joking about how this is not actually criticism about the movie. I think this is a good thing about the movie that reveals things about his character. He's so bad at meditating because he's trying to meditate right now, but he has like the most intense, like "I'm gonna smash this meditation." No one will meditate as good as me in my power stance. <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: If I do the rock power stance, where you know you like spread your legs just a little bit and then like center yourself, that's what people do when they start breaking out the Pete Townsend windmill move on their flying B guitar. <laughs> wow, down down.
3: I won't get fooled
1: again. <laughs> Ooh, what
0: guitars would all the uh, Star Wars characters play? Ooh, we can limit it to this movie.
1: I think that uh
0: Dexter's getting a double neck. Absolutely. Just saying that. He's getting the Rick he's Nielsen. He's playing both of them at the same time. Yeah, he's getting the Rick Nielsen treatment. <laughs> um
1: I think that Obi-Wan would probably have like I wanna say you'd have like a classy fender.
0: I was gonna say like he a either has
1: master or something like that. Oh, okay.
0: I was gonna say he either has like a really nice Telly or like a fifty nine reissue Les Paul. Telly was I was thinking
1: Les Paul or Telly, believe it or not. Telly was my my other pick. Okay, also this scene with Django Fett I think is awesome. Oh yeah. I really love this whole yeah. scene. And it's weird because, like, you know, George Lucas. We talked about it very briefly before we recorded this, but George Lucas says in the behind the scenes, like, you know, I'm not really a literary filmmaker. I'm I'm more of a visual, and it's like clearly. Um, but the the point being is just like because you look at the stark contrast between this, where like the action is very legible, it's very interesting, it's very fun, it's all over the place. He just did a weird judo kick in the air. He's continuing he did two to do of them. them. He is
0: only fighting with his feet right now. He's killing it with them toes. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) He's not
3: going to cheat on Leg (laughs) Day.
1: It's like, because you hear this and then you you see this and then you hear like, you know, you're in my very soul, torturing (laughs) me. And it's like, was he bouncing between like Akira Kurosawa films and Shakespeare in the park?
3: Well, no, it's (laughs) what I think he means by that when he talks about literary filmmakers, like his influences aren't going to be like, it's not going to be, you know, poetry, <laughs> prose, Such a funny the, like the literary <laughs> canon. He is interested in the cinematic form as an, as its own unique thing. And so like, he is taking a lot more from old filmmakers. Uh, I'm sure he was very familiar with like experimental filmmakers like Maya Darren and stuff like that. Mm. And so like, I think he is very interested in kind of the pure cinema idea but he's stuck because, and this is a similar thing you can see with Francis Ford Coppola, too. They were kind of damned by their own success. They were stuck making, um, if not like blockbuster films like uh, Lucas's, you know, mm. Coppola was stuck doing like um, like The Godfather and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's that's actually, you know, that's actually a very good point. Wow. Thank you, Caleb. I appreciate that. See, he did it. He turned a criticism into a positive twice. Twice well, I, in a row. I don't
3: think... I, don't think, I think it's a value-neutral thing. I think it's just like...
1: <laughs> value-neutral. It's just
3: a like... I don't know. I'm I'm interested... File-not-found. Where on the
0: alignment <laughs> chart are your values?
3: <laughs> I yeah, love. I don't think it's like a positive or a negative. I think it's just like... It's an interesting thing to look at if you've studied that point in film history. Like, what was going on. <clears throat> and then, like, seeing it carried through to... Well, he hasn't directed a movie in like 2 decades and now he's going to do the most blockbustery movies possible. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of the idea of
1: like I don't know, it's kind of it's it's kind of like the idea of you know, I think Sam Raimi is a good example of that too, where it's like Sam Raimi is like, you know, obviously bread and butter was the evil dead films and they did some like other stuff in between and then he did something very personal to him which was spider-man and that was great but then like you get to people are there's a rumor right now that it's like he might direct an avengers movie and i'm like please no i don't need that because like he doesn't seem like a, i'm gonna keep up with every extended piece of lore about these characters kind of director just seems very singular in his vision so i'm just like it's just the same kind of thing where it's just like i'd rather you just stick to what you What what you're good at.
0: Hey, that's not fair. None of the other Marvel directors do that anyway. Uh, Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Oh my God, he's back. Now we gave him everyone's favorite slave owner. (laughs)
1: Look, it's my space (laughs) yarmulke. It's a ball I found on the floor. (laughs) He doubled down on the Jewish racism. (laughs) It would. The only thing that would make it worse if there were Jerry curls, just like leaning <laughs> down. <laughs> Fun fact: He did have those, and
3: Steven Spielberg had to break into. Wait, the, uh, actually, no, he did it. Oh, <laughs> I see. But I, I believe that though. Like
0: no, but there is, the is a scene one. where they walk into his shop. A deleted scene. Uh, and you hear na 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 <laughs> na na na. Nah, nah. Annie, I'm playing
3: TV on the on the newest episode of. Uh, oh, shoot, sorry. I completely blanked <laughs> on. Fiddler on the roof.
1: He sees Anakin, and the first words that come out of his mouth are just like "I revolt." <laughs> like, oh no. As someone with a family from New Jersey, I've heard Yiddish a lot growing up.
3: Um it's just like absolutely wild that he brought this character back. <laughs> <laughs> and gave
0: him a scruffy beard, too.
3: <laughs> so disgusting. I hate him so much. I mean, I kind of love him because he is just like so clearly awful. But
1: George, George Lucas does have a habit of just knowing how to make a character very unlikable both intentionally and unintentionally um i think in in the case of jabba and Watto, he made two disgusting characters (laughs) that just you hate every second they're on screen
0: i don't i can't remember if i brought it up in the phantom menace commentary or not but uh now every time i see Watto, i think of my old manager from target who uh (laughs) The one thing he knew about me was that I had a Star Wars... Oh, that's not the one thing. But the main thing he knew about me and constantly referenced was that he knew that I had a Star Wars podcast. And so he would walk up to me and be like, Alex, you're some kind of Jedi! Ah!" He would always, like, make references, but never actually get them 100% right.
1: <laughs>
0: and it was always Watto, <laughs> which that, so It's funny. so specific. <laughs>
3: That's It's
1: so
0: specific. I love
3: that. <laughs> I also like this fight a lot. It was
0: every day,
1: too. <laughs> you do a Watto impression to me every single day. <laughs> I was like that with Tim Allen and my one buddy, Ike. Because, like, we we had a terrible warehouse job, and we just constantly... Man, the sound wave that thing creates off of the asteroid is awesome. It yeah.
0: used to bother me so much as a kid. Why? <laughs> because Why? it's so much louder than everything else. Oh, that does oh, make sense. I mean, fair, like, yeah. we have the volume insanely low, so we don't really know. But, like, I it used to just blast my eardrums out and hated it <laughs> it was probably the only thing about star wars i actively hated at the time
3: <laughs> um i do think that this is just such a cool rivalry cool that they're building up because we get to see him fight Django in not one but two extremely different circumstances mm-hmm. um i kind of wish that he you know that it was him and sad mace who got the killing blow i was just about it yeah. i was just about
0: to say oh yeah i'm glad we uh, finally got to see him kill him too oh wait
1: Oh, guys, I meant to tell you. I um, So I went to my parents' house the other day, and I was like looking through a closet, and I found an old like container of some of my old Star Wars toys, which Aww, I did cool. not find Bucket Hat Luke, but I Aww. did find his Bucket Hat. Yeah. Oh, okay. His Bucket Hat was there. There's the speeder that uh, C-3PO drives, uh, constantly attending to. Um, and uh, I found Clone Wars Grievous, like oh, that's like 2D so animated cool. Clone Wars. Greenwich. That is so dope, right? But the coolest one I found was a uh, Jango Fett uh, with the detachable head, and I cannot find his head. Oh no! So I just have a, <laughs> I just have a decapitated Jango Fett action figure, and I'm kind of I kind of love it for that reason. <laughs> That is pretty funny. It was literally the advertisement was like, you know, check it out. You can have his flamethrower. You can have his blade. You can have him standing like this. You can have his pistol. Also, his head comes off. And it's like, what?
3: <laughs> well, see, that's the thing is you're going to find it whenever you find your child Boba Fett uh, figure because holding he's holding him. Him. <laughs> My daddy.
1: So actually another design thing I really like is that I, I do appreciate that George Lucas continuity-wise, wanted everything to feel familiar, like it was leaning towards the Empire, but not quite. I mean, you see it in Revenge of the Sith, where like the Jedi starfighters like kind of look like TIE fighters. But then you look at this one, and he oh. actually said, Obi-Wan's ship, I wanted it to look like a Star Destroyer, but smaller so that when yeah. you eventually see Star Destroyers, you're like, oh, that's oh man, that's where it started. And I'm like, that's really cool. I like oh. that.
3: And, of course, we get a lot of rhyming with the movie Empire in that scene with, like, he's hiding on the back of the asteroid. Like, Han will hide on the back of the Star Destroyer and that. Also just an asteroid chase thing.
1: Yeah. Um, That's very very Empire. Have you guys ever seen that one article that was, like, Star Wars ring theory?
3: No. Explain. It,
1: It was someone trying to, like, trying to, like, Look, obviously, like, you know, George Lucas is famous for that one thing we always quote. It's like, poetry, it rhymes. Like, totally, he's famous for that. And it makes sense. When you're doing prequels and it's it's inherently a tragedy and there's this operatic feel to it, there is something that needs to be reminiscent and there is something that needs to remind you of where all this is going. Totally get that. But this Ring Theory video, or, or article, I should say, is talking about how, oh, uh the movies you think are supposed to align don't actually align. Phantom Menace aligns much more closely with Return of the Jedi. And then they just list like four generic like plot points. And they say Attack of the Clones is much more closer to A New Hope. Revenge of the Sith is much closer to Empire. And it's just like, and, and then they explain away like, oh, well, if nothing makes sense, uh, rings within rings, it relates to other plot points. And I'm sitting there like, you guys are trying to find a whole lot of meaning where there just isn't.
3: Well, I mean, <laughs> it's just like there are motifs in Star Wars that get repeated in a bunch of different spots because that's kind of how serialized storytelling works. Yeah. It's just, you don't have to come up with a the whole theory for it. We, we know what it is. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. I'm just like,
1: what is the point of this article? flesh Lars gave him flesh (laughs) Uh, oh no the false god has
2: returned
3: (laughs) stout him father (laughs) (laughs) Lars did what you could not do father he is my new daddy
1: (laughs) I see you've returned with someone who has flesh did you Give it to her. No, I, I didn't. She was born with it. Hmm. Born with it. Like someone created her with it. Three PO. You met
0: her before. <laughs> you were you were with me when I met her. Three PO.
1: Oh, and there's Joel Edgerton.
3: Oh, what a so baby. So weird because he's
1: oh. he's such like a, an, a he's such like an acclaimed actor now that it's just like. It's like
3: seeing him here is just really strange. It's like whenever you see Carl Urban in uh Two Towers, yeah, you're like, What are you doing here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're in doom, yeah. <laughs> uh, good old, good old Klieg. Good old Klee.
1: <laughs> so, one thing I do really, uh, in the behind the scenes that's really um interesting is that you know, they went to uh Tanzan or it was Tanzania, I can't, i Tanzania, I'm sorry, I was re- completely forgetting the planet name. Sorry, the country. My God. <laughs> Stephen.
3: <laughs> planet Earth. Planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh, I never noticed that was the
3: same uh the same place. Yeah. yeah. Or, they did a good job recreating it.
1: That's cool. I like that. And instead of blue milk, it's red juice. Yeah, the only other delicacy on this entire planet. It's Jawa blood. It's the Jawa juice. <laughs> That's what While is squeezing juice. them in the back. <laughs> it's quite refreshing with club soda. No, uh what George Lucas did in the behind the scenes, you know, they went to Tanzania. Um is that what is that the country? Am I right? I'm guessing you're being right, Tanzania. Sure. Uh, that <laughs> one. <laughs> Tanzania. Yeah. I'm not
3: sure for sure. I can look up the filming location I'm okay. if you want. It's all good. <laughs>
1: That country. Um, and they went to, you know, the this is the original place where the original was shot, the original craters and everything, and they reset it, and they were like, oh, man, it's really cool. But George Lucas, as astute as he is, and I love the fact that, like, you know, he's willing to make cross-country trips to be like, oh, no, they need to be in Italy for this one scene. No, they need to be in Tanzania for this one scene. <laughs> like, here, he actually shot uh the, the Obi-Wan... Uh, like delivering Luke to to Owen and and uh, Baru, like when he was on set here.
3: Oh, and, that makes sense. And what
1: was funny though, his reasoning, he was, they were like, "Why are you shooting something for episode three now?" And he said, like, he like has his hands behind his back and he's like kicking his little feet and he's got his Dave Filoni cowboy hat on and he's just <laughs> like, I uh, can't tell you that. he you, is, uh, you gotta you wait. You <laughs> gotta wait about six years. And then they said like. Well, what if you, uh, what if you, you know, look at it later and you realize that you don't actually have the shot you want? And he says, then I don't get it. And it's like, so you're not willing to go back <laughs> or fill like a lot with sand
3: and it's, like some, some blue screen? Like, it's I Tunisia is where they're filming.
1: Tunisia, yes. yes. I was getting that uh, uh, confused with Tasmania.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also different... not the name of the yeah. <laughs> That's the name of a, of a video game. This is a very cool shot. Yeah. Ooh.
1: I like the the sunset. It's kinda like there oh, are a I'm lot nice. of like Western parallels in oh, this. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, because the, the bar scene is kind of like, you know, the two gunslingers heading into the bar to catch the culprit. And then like this is very like one lone rider on a mission to save one lady. Um
3: so he had the... a very uh very true grit or the searchers.
1: Yeah, oh very the searchers, yeah. This is uh
0: this is another thing that I don't know if I've said it in another commentary or not, but seeing that scene reminded me of this. Uh did you know that binary star systems are more common than singular star systems? Really? Yeah.
3: Interesting. Huh. Is I, that
0: I get I, I heard that uh it was on the STEM section of TikTok at some point, because I like to I like to learn astrophysics stuff through it. Um uh, and yeah, that was uh so, someone said it. Some scientists. I don't
1: remember who. Look at me. I'm but, Alex. I like astrophysics, and I've got big brain energy. I like space. Yes.
0: <laughs> no. And apparently, it's more common that two stars are next to each other, I and guess, we're kind of the outliers. I wonder. I wonder
3: if that's because like <laughs> they feed off of each other, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's the I, thing. I don't.
0: I don't. I mean, this was a while ago when I learned this, so I don't remember like the details of how it works. But yeah, it's. Like, because people would point to Star Wars and be like, oh, look at that. That's so, like, weird that there's two suns next to each other. But, like, they were specifically debunking that, and they were just like, actually, two suns are, like, the most yeah. common thing that you see in the universe.
3: That's really interesting. interesting. The only thing I remember from my physics in high school was learning about how uh, global warming wasn't real, and all the oh. arguments against that. Oh, that's uh. weird. <laughs> it's almost like we went to public
1: school in Tennessee. Uh, he didn't. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> he was homeschooled. homeschooled. Oh. <laughs>
3: Makes even more sense. Um, Anywho,
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: about to say I can't speak on that because I didn't go to a public school in Tennessee, but uh, I, I imagine public school at least has the uh,
1: climate change thing somewhat down. Yeah, uh, and I, I think it was a it was a debated topic whenever I was in school.
3: This Warhammer forty k character absolutely over here.
1: <laughs> is this who Henry Cavill is going to play in the Amazon series?
3: Absolutely.
1: I'm a banker. There's Squidward. The banking guy will sign your treaty. Also, it's really weird. You know, Caleb, you kind of pointed it out like, wow, the buildup to Dooku is kind of weird because the payoff is the first shot you see him is is not this. It's just him passing by in a hallway.
3: Yeah. He's just like, oh, there's Christopher Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Famed uh, B-horror movie actor Christopher Lee.
1: It's so weird to think that he starred in Lord of the Rings, like, at the same time that this was, like, being made. And Mm
3: -hmm. that was also around the time Tim Burton was putting him into everything. That's right. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. yeah, So he was, like, at, like, age 80 or whatever, actually getting to be in big films instead of, like, I Frankenstein. Not I Frankenstein. um, I Monster and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I Robot.
1: I... I haven't Sonny. thought about that movie in forever. I did not. Did you know order it this holds up. Sonny. Can you
3: <laughs> recite the three laws?
1: Well, Will Smith's character seems a little bit more close to real life now. Um, <laughs> other than that, like, pretty all right. Um, you know, I will say I understand Anakin's rage. Oh, yeah. But I don't understand him killing the children and the, the women like that. I, I guess it's kind of. It's one of those like I've demonized this entire people because so many of them have been so vicious. But I guess it, what kind of I can't believe I'm using this as like a justification, but it's like Book of Boba Fett shows that like you you can get along with Sand people.
3: Yeah, no, it, like it's it's unredeemable, not maybe not unredeemable. It is pretty uncalled for what he does. Yeah, no, it's genocide. I, like, yeah, a very I'm not scared. defending it's a hate him, crime.
0: But just to be fair, where a little bit of empathy uh could lie is this is his mother.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. Is,
0: Completely. She is the one person he actually like relied on when he was a kid like, the, the <laughs> like until he left and then he left for 10 years came back and found her dying
3: yeah but it's just such an excessive thing to say the children but then again yeah he doesn't flinch at order 66 so like it's <laughs> yeah. consistent with his character well <laughs>
2: the, it's,
0: it's kind of sorry go ahead <laughs> i was just gonna say the the real monster of tatooine is uh the foster home system so really what he's doing He's he's not just killing their parents because that would be cruel to put them into that home, oh, that broken yes. home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So he's just you know he's doing them a
1: solid and he's taking them out too. You're gonna have a crap life anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's and Tatooine, it's so like, I understand. Like, it's kind of <laughs> after this, you know, like in the Clone Wars episode. Like, just speaking purely in the timeline, not not so much how they connect, but it's like. When he thinks Obi-Wan is killed, he goes after the bounty hunters. He doesn't go, I'm going to kill that bounty hunter and his wife and his child.
3: (laughs) It's, yeah, and I I think part of it might also be a problem of of the fact that we, like, think of him as the character from the TV show, too. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, if it's just the character from these three movies it's so much easier to buy him as just a psychopath who would kill children. Yeah. But then when you think mm. about him training Ahsoka, you're like, hmm, you're like, but this person <laughs> can interact with the underage like people. <laughs> and not murder them. <laughs> the underage You think, you think every child <laughs> he
1: sees, he's is just like, don't kill them, don't kill them, don't kill them, don't kill them. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Just walking down the the <laughs> grocery store aisle, and he sees like a kid in the cart. He like,
1: instinctively reaches for his lightsaber. <laughs> Padme's like, "Just got to get some iceberg. Li- what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I just thought I saw something.
0: He has his lightsaber out, ready to swing, and he's just nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Master Skywalker, the cereal's not on Aisle 2. What What are we we going going to to do? Do? Go to Aisle (laughs) 4. Now. (laughs) I have to try something else. I'm widening the scope. Now with this dish network dish, I'll be able to get all of the premium (laughs) channels.
3: You know, we're pretty far along, and it doesn't feel like... We've so been I mean. watching this for a while. But yeah, it also doesn't feel like anything.
1: <laughs> that's kind of my thing. Is yeah. just like, this feels kind of like wheels turning the movie.
3: But I kind of love it.
1: It's a good Hangout movie. Yeah, I'm understanding
0: yeah. what you mean by this is something you can easily just throw on
1: and yeah. then just like chill out with. If you want to see fun visuals every so often when you look up from your phone or like, you know, playing your Switch or whatever. Like, yeah, I totally get it.
3: Well, and the Obi-Wan, like I have no complaints about the Obi-Wan obi-wan plot it was great all like obi-wan plot might be some of the best it might be my favorite plot in the prequels yeah
1: he's consistently pretty good i like that a lot of the time it's not really talked about a whole lot outside of you know just fans kind of talking about it, talking about it amongst each other but it's like the jedi do kind of serve as like detectives a lot of the time yeah yeah mm-hmm. And I think Obi-Wan, like, in this, it's a true blue, like, you know, detective, like, kind of storyline. And then you have this weird romance movie that's shoved in there as well with occasional genocide.
3: Which, honestly, if we're going to have genocide in the story, might as well be occasional, right? Yeah, we don't right, want yeah, to yeah. be constant genocide. Constant <laughs> Episode three,
1: constant, constant genocide. genocide. <laughs>
3: Man. I I'll give Hayden Christensen this. He, he, like, when he doesn't have any dialogue, he can play these intense emotions. That's mm-hmm.
1: kind of what they said when they cast him. The casting director in the behind the scenes was talking about, like, the thing about Hayden when he acts is that, like, there is so much behind his eyes. And I'm like, yeah. that's a really good point. I, I like that, to be like, you know, it's just the dialogue he's given, unfortunately, and the director he has doesn't really... Warrant itself to dialogue that feels natural, because man, this this whole scene. Blue milk. I'm it's- just I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. If anyone were to talk to anyone the way Anakin's about to talk to Padme, like leave, just leave.
3: <laughs> I know, there is, it is no the biggest red flag <laughs> of a relationship.
1: That's why, like later when you know everyone's <laughs> like, I have seen hologram footage of him killing youngling she goes anakin impossible it's like where the (laughs) hell have you been for the the entirety you've known him like (laughs) it should be powerful and i'm not oh man it's a deleted scene but i really love it it uh it's she calls him annie and he goes anakin annie makes me sound like a little boy (laughs) like he looks so like just pissed about it like
0: (laughs) wait are you wait are you joking or is that No, real? that's real. That's real? There's like oh. audition footage
1: of him going like, oh, hi, Annie. And she's like, Anakin. And Anakin, Annie makes it sound like a little boy.
3: I do like this outfit, though. This is giving, uh, pad base. it's giving off very like hippie film professor vibes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I definitely took experimental film, the history of uh, race, gender, and sex in uh, American cinema <laughs> from this person. I think the most influential person in history is Betsy Ross. <laughs>
0: I never paid attention to this detail until I saw a clip of this the other day, but he just has the same robes in this movie that he has in Revenge of the Sith. Yep, they just fit him better in that movie.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: like it's just the same outfit. It's the same like leather vest and everything. It gives, I think maybe like the undershirt is different.
3: It highlights his shoulders really well. It gives oh yeah, that, it's like, a great 80s, suit. Like power suit vibe.
0: And when he grows his hair out in the next movie, it fits much better. That's what um, I was gonna say. Is it that looks a little big on him in this?
3: The he,
1: undershirt but. is bigger. It's also it, it, the undershirt is a different color. It's the hair kind of fills out the the profile more. And on top of that, like he has his his robot hand in the next one, spoilers. And like it kind of it makes one of his sleeves look like a little more slender. So there's a little bit more like power in his figure. Mm. And so here it just kind of feels like, look, I wore dad's clothes to like dad's clothes one day. Pretend that I'm a big businessman.
3: I also think like his hair just has too much going on. He has a rat tail, a ponytail, and it's all gelled up.
1: Yeah, it's like hockey <laughs> hazing.
3: <laughs> like, man, you can do one of these three. It things. is some
0: business in the front and way too much party in the back. <laughs> a very small party in the back. Ah, uh, poor Klieg. <laughs> poor one out for Kleeg.
3: Uh, i mean this man you know he made he made use of the very tiny amount of uh screen time he had i forgot that he existed until he popped back (laughs) up on screen so
1: i I also kind of like it a it kind of shows anakin like well there is a little bit of good in the universe this man bought my mother's freedom and freed her and married her and then like on top of that it's the fact that Owen and Baru are not biologically related to Luke whatsoever. Yeah. And they still manage to take care of him. And I really love that. Like it's a it's a good little it's a good little arc yeah. there.
3: I, I think I think Owen is a really interesting character from the little bit we get of him in the prequels, a little bit we get of him in a new hope. But then I think the Obi Wan show flesh him about out to very mention, nicely. Yeah.
1: Um, oh man, there was a, a deleted scene that uh, Matt Lanter uh, like acted out very beautifully, and like Sam Witwer always talks about, like how he is, he's he's out geeked so many people on Star Wars sets.
3: He out geeked um, Dave Filoni.
1: Oh yeah, like uh, like a couple of times, and yeah. like one of those instances was like, there's this beautiful scene where like he's talking to like her from like Beyond the Grave, and he's like, I have this beautiful girl, you know, and I. I want you to meet her. And like, it was so beautifully acted. And then Sam, what like, comes out and is like, um, guys, we got to redo that scene. And then Dave's like, what, why? It was great. What are you talking about? And he's like, she already met Padme. Like in Phantom Menace, like for, like first thing, like what? And he's just like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> the other thing was, um, you know, uh, you were actually talking about it a little bit earlier, Caleb, about meditation mm-hmm. was that, um, you know Sam Witwer when he auditioned for The Force Unleashed, he they were they were doing a meditation scene and like he was playing it like Starkiller was struggling the whole time, and then like they're like, well, why are you doing it like that? He says, well, he's a Sith, he's never been taught to meditate, so he's gonna be bad at it like yeah and like they literally said they were like you got the part.
3: Well, like, and also <laughs> like you you clearly are very passionate about the material. Kind of jumping off on that onto just how bad the Jedi order is. Not everyone like meditation isn't suited for everyone. Like, and I get that this is like a spiritual practice that comes from eastern religion and all that stuff. But when we look at the when we looked at the practicality in the world of Star Wars, the jedi are called to do so many different things that you need a variety of like approaches and a variety of tactics and stuff and so for some people like anakin maybe the ways he deals with his emotions shouldn't be like traditional meditation maybe it should be something else like genocide Yes. Yeah. Why are or, uh, you know, Why are he more Jedi much
1: happier after he kills the Sand People? <laughs> why are more Jedi
3: advocating genocide?
1: Or, you know, be a, a licensed and responsible gun owner and go to the range every so often, or I don't know, be a be a responsible and healthy human being and go to the gym every so often. You know, anything that's not genocide. Order sixty six, but Anakin has an AR fifteen. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Mr. Skywalker. <laughs> I think there's his... Uh... Oh, God, his eyes.
1: The weird three-eyed looking senator. I don't know what their what their species is called, but whatever it is, it's gross. A, a
0: British man chimes in and he's just like, well, at least our temples don't look like a
1: Call
2: of Duty
0: match. What did you say, punk?
1: <laughs>
2: what did you say,
1: punk? by the way did you know that the big meaty claws guy is d bradley baker really yes (laughs)
2: that's
1: awesome. like literally that character the guy i'm not really surprised but the guy who's like how many times do we have to teach you this lesson old man like (laughs) (laughs) oh it's a nice day oh i love the young young people oh yes now time for me to talk oh yes look the spinny boy and then he just like pushes him around a little bit and he spins he's like oh you're getting very dizzy join the dark side you're getting very dizzy Uh, uh." he puts on the swirly glasses (laughs) look into my eyes you're getting very sleepy you want to join the dark side you want to give me a hug
3: it's such a weird way to have someone captured yeah
0: (laughs) what if that's like the torture of it though yeah. Because it would have to be horrible. Oh, yeah.
3: Like, your body <laughs> like just constantly is like
0: moving. Stuck, <laughs> but like turning all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. it so sucks. It
1: was, he, yeah. Lo- he looks at him and goes, like, Dooku, I'll never join the dark side. And he goes, like, All right. I didn't want to have to do this, but I will. He walks out the room. You hear the music start playing. It's a small world after all. It's a small
3: world. And he's like, No, no. It's. I, it's just such a credit to Christopher Lee that he can act in this scene. With, like, <laughs> it's such a credit that he the, can act, that he can <laughs> act. All the gravity and the like all the gravity and the um elegance that he brings to all his roles. And he's just he's in a room and they're like, So Ewan McGregor, that, that nice young man you met earlier, oh, he'll yes, be love- just Oh, the one spinning, spinning on a stick. Yes, yeah, so he'll just be <laughs> spinning there. Just imagine him just constantly spinning back and forth of." Why is he spinning? Hey, don't worry about that, Christopher. Okay, whatever, George. Uh,
1: well, just keep in mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some ambiance playing in the background the whole time.
3: <laughs> you know,
0: the, the Siege of Mandalore and this scene right here do something that I just absolutely love. And that is just, I love it when villains just like full-on explain everything that they're doing to give the good guy the opportunity to like Take you a solid informed side on, on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but like not in like the oh here's my master plan, but like he's genuinely like reaching his hand out and being like, Look, this is what's happening, this is everything that's going on, the order's falling apart and all the Jedi are too blind to see it. And learn it, from this so that you you can like do better or whatnot. And but like it just I just love how it plays into just the cockiness of the Jedi and how they're all just like, No, 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 you're evil, you're bad guy yeah. bad but it's just it's so nice and when maul does it with ahsoka that's so cool that's my favorite because because he full-on tells her like everyone's about to die i am you need to join me so we can stop this i am literally (laughs) trying my
1: hardest and we're gonna have to make a really hard decision that does not make you happy but it needs to happen and it's like in in this in this way i i love too that now we have the context of tales of the jedi to kind of you know him having that little moment where he says like I wish Qui-Gon were still alive. It's like... It is different. It really does. And I'm just like, oh, great. Jar Jar about to plung, plunge democracy into <laughs> darkness. Man, I just... Lisa I- propose we give the
0: entire ability of all the thousands of star systems within this galaxy... To this one guy who is definitely not evil. On the
1: plus side, <laughs> cannabis has been legalized <laughs> across the Republic. And everyone's like, yeah! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yes, she I... stands up right here and he's like, I love cannabis. <laughs> 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 oh, that was perfect timing. Let's go. <laughs> so yeah, you see him, and he goes, All right,
3: everyone,
1: time for me to time for me to show you how a real Chancellor party's sunglasses descend from the heaven for no discernible reason <laughs> Highway to the Danger Zone starts playing. That's where I would put the pop song. <laughs> he rolls up a fat one. The other two guys just remain entirely stoic the whole time and Palpatine just way to the <laughs> Man, Mace is just sitting looking at Yoda with like his hands on his hips leaning against like, well.
3: <sighs> That's something else I really like about the High Republic is um the Jedi in that, like there are Jedi who just have no interest in co- there's my favorite Jedi from it is this old dude. And he eventually gets like into an action scene because like you wanna have an action scene in your story. But his goal, now that he's kind of retired from being on the council, he's just going out to the outer room to chill on a on a Jedi base and be the best cook. Like ever Oh, that's man. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. like, this is, this is now how I connect to the Force. I found what I'm good at, and I found what makes me
1: happy. Those two things don't always have to be the same thing.
3: And then in oh, his action scene... It's actually scene, very healthy. Yeah, and then, then in about. his action scene, he absolutely wrecks shop. Like, he's very good at killing people. That's awesome. But,
0: <laughs> Caleb, I've never played it, but I think you would love Star Wars Galaxies. Do you it's, know what that game is? No, that's I do the not. the one Hello Greedo talks about, but he never actually plays... Uh, it's this old game from the early two thousands where like basically you could just create whatever character you want and do whatever you want. So like if you wanted to just be a shop owner, you could and like sell to other people.
3: Is it like an <laughs> MMO or yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting and, and
0: it's just like the the possibilities are like seemingly endless, I guess.
3: That's cool. That's And you saying that's your
0: favorite character reminded me of that. I was just like, that sounds like a Star Wars Galaxy <laughs> thing. Because I'm think, pretty sure you can like cook and like prepare meals yeah. for people and whatnot. I,
3: I think it goes back to that thing with Anakin where it's just like, this person is forging his own path and like finding how he's connecting to the Force. And it doesn't ma- necessarily match with like the traditional Jedi thing. Back in the High Republic, that was seen as a benefit. And now here, it's seen as like, You're deviating from it. You need to stick to the rules. They're very dogmatic about it, which I also think is like a reflection of how I like see my own like faith journey is Hmm. moving away from like what the more dogmatic traditional way I was raised into is like, you know, some Sundays, I'm just going to go for a walk in the park and I will connect more to the divine than going to church.
1: You know, I, in a very similar way, and I'd hate to get this existential during attack of the clones um but i think that that's kind of why i don't god they look so gross i love the way the ocean's look it's awesome um my thing is like with that's kind of why i don't prescribe to any organized version of religion it's just because i feel like there's always like i remember like kind of loosely being associated with organizations of religion and just kind of being locked into that mindset of like, this is right. This is wrong. And if you don't do the right wrong will happen to you in a very big way. And it's just kind of, I, that gave me a lot of like complex, like a, a lot of complexes as a child. And I, I think I've been trying to work through them. And that's kind of why I'm like, I can't prescribe to anything because no one knows and everyone's going to have a different interpretation. So it doesn't matter.
3: Well, yeah. And there's a uh... I I it, what better scene to talk about? Yeah, I was just thinking that <laughs> I was like the, during the, the, scene the scene that George, George Lucas
1: apparently wrote on the way to the set. Um, that is true. That is not me making it. Oh, making yeah, it no, that's no. true.
3: <laughs> and like, just I have so many shower thoughts where I come up with like blocking for a story that I'm writing or whatever while in the shower and stuff. I'm like, that's a very Caleb thing to do. I'm yeah, but like most of those. I never see to finish. So I kind of respect uh I kind of respect Lucas for actually, you know, like getting to see his vision to the end. Are you
1: fair. <laughs> oh man, this uh this also was another Star Wars toy I had. I had this version of C three PO and it was the conveyor belt, but it was the droid parts and you could like mix and match the droid parts with C three PO's parts. And it was really, really cool. And I always made it to where like C three PO was getting hurt because I didn't like C three PO. Oh no, um, he's been torn apart, my friend. I must avenge him. But no, to stupid talking head will be
3: there. To here we go, rockets. Um, so we did have them. <laughs> to finish, uh, what I was gonna say is like uh, I, I I forget where I learned this at some point, but it, oh yeah, it was an article about um, how. Uh, Gen Z and uh, like younger millennials are they continue the trend of a generation who is less uh, adherent to like structural religion, but they're actually more spiritual, they like w- seek more of a spiritual practice than the generations before them. So it's this weird kind of inversion, and it's this idea of, like, the, the three things you need to have a spiritual practice, even if it doesn't fit into an uh, institution, is attention, uh, intention, and repetition. So, like, you can't mindlessly be doing something. You have to go at it from a point of, like, I'm going to sp- seek spiritual fulfillment from this, and I'm going to keep doing it so it becomes, like, a ritual. Um, Anyway, and and me, you replacing C-3PO's head with a battle droid head could be a spiritual practice if you had all three of those things. (laughs) Yeah, if every
1: time I did it, I just started just (laughs) saying, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I'm completely with you. And I I think, too, that probably, that comes, oh, spoilers. I I love that they coat the hand that he's going to lose in the (laughs) little robot thing and then he's like oh cool my hand i'm so happy Uh, damn it (laughs) it's like poetry so that kind of rhymes it's like poetry it sets you up and then completely lets you down um the the thing i i think as well is just like i don't know i think that probably comes from like a an entire generation of parents being like you need a job you need to go to college because that gives you worth and then your job will be the thing that gives you worth and like all of us slowly but surely realizing Yeah, that ain't it. Um, I'd rather just be personally happy and work just be very separate. So you kind of seek more personal fulfillment in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense to me.
3: Oh, that's a weird quick zoom on Padme. That is not a type of... (laughs)
1: That was a crash zoom.
3: Uh, Yeah, we don't get many of those in Lucas's. Do you think
1: it was like he was filming her, and it was like, all right, look really panicked, look really panicked, really really panicked. Hey George, I think we need a close up. Oh, gotcha. And then like zooms in the lens like real quick, and then he's like, we got it.
3: R two D two, king of timing. He could have uh, turned off the lava at any point, but he's like, no, I want to be dramatic. (laughs) It does take
0: him a hot minute to turn it on, to turn it off. Same thing with
3: him and the uh, him and the trash compactor. He could have he could have turned the trash compactor off at any time, but no.
1: It's like baptism. It's just like, you need to know, you need to be brought to the brink. (laughs) Anakin, that weapon was your life.
3: Why did they install just huge butcher knives into the droid factory? What purpose is that serving? I don't even
1: know, man. (laughs) Wait, yeah, that's true. What is it cutting up? Yeah. (laughs) We need the piece of the board that we just printed stuff on to be thrown away. Or not.
0: Excuse me, fellas. Are those droidicas?
3: <laughs> those are, in fact, droidicas. I or droidicae, because there are multiple. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, yes. it's I, like, it's I forgot. I forgot. It comes from the uh, Latin root <laughs> <Yes>. of
0: droidic. <laughs> <laughs>
3: As I believe Cicero said, Where are those droidicae?
1: <laughs> As Samuel L. Jackson said in the hit movie The Incredibles, <laughs> Where is my droidicae? <laughs>
3: This is also a scene that was extended in the, uh, in the deleted scenes. I don't think we talked about it in last episode because, you know, there, I don't. There think, was a lot. Yeah, I, I was like, well, I'm not sure this is interesting enough, but I think you actually see them being tried and all that stuff.
0: Really? Um, yeah. I don't like that. Are they tried by a G in Ocean?
3: Yeah, but <laughs> I, the
0: I, verdict is like yeah. But I, he's still, <laughs> but he's still wearing a powdered wig. Oh that would be funny.
3: <laughs> I do think I do think Christopher Lee's in that scene, but there's like a like it's probably the G or the uh what are they called? Geonosians. Notions. it's probably G, the Notion you see in the Trade Federation sequence. But uh
1: I hate this line delivery so much. Like uh, Natalie Portman is such a gifted actress. I think she is so good in everything she does. But I no one was directing on how to say that. I truly deeply love you. I'm like, no offense, but if you really love someone, I don't think you need to add like two or three adjectives to like really seal the deal. Also, this just looks really good. The Colosseum scene. Oh, yeah. Just everyone, like despite the fact that all of these, all of these and the stormtroopers are CGI it really has aged like tremendously well compared to a lot of CGI that came out like late nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, this looks great.
0: I <laughs> meant to point it out, but, uh, I was very surprised with how good the Kaminoans actually looked.
1: Me too. I mean, you can, definitely I mean, tell the, the background the
0: still generation. looked awful, but they looked fine. Well, especially <laughs> but- <laughs> it was like,
1: what should we do to, to diminish the, uh, the CG look of these characters? Oh, I don't know. Shining white fluorescent light. Hey uh, JJ, JJ JJ, yes yeah. yeah. And do you think you could uh,
0: help out with some of the special effects on this one? Oh, lens flares everywhere! Yeah, lens flares everywhere. I want this. I want this city to be a lens flare.
3: <laughs> do you know what movie this reminded this always remind me of as a kid?
0: Gladiator.
3: Uh, Jonah the VeggieTales movie. Oh that's uh, my god, you are right because <laughs> they are put on those exact same poles. It's just in that movie you're you can get slapped by a big like brass fish and die. <laughs> I think the only
1: thing I remember from that movie truly is the trees cabin underwear
3: <laughs> It is a wild uh form of execution. I I guess it's playing off of like gladiatorial arenas and stuff like that. Um although that stuff is exactly. like questionable in how accurate it was like the idea of just execution. Like usually they at least had like a a little sword that you could fight with. Like it wasn't going to work out. Sorry. I'm going too far into my classics. uh, You're okay, man. You you got to make
1: use out of this degree somehow. It's all right. (laughs) It brought me personal fulfillment for four years. I'm sorry, that was a joke. Oh, no, you're, no it, my favorite thing,
3: like, people would ask me, so what are you going to do with classics? And I would straight up be like, nothing. This is my second major, y'all. I don't need to do anything with Yeah, <laughs> The one that hurts is the film major. <laughs> I understand. I there really we wish
1: go. I, I wish I would have minored in film. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, you you see her in this scene, and you see, like, this is where Leia gets it from. I mean, Mm -hmm. even going so far as like her dressing like Leia, but not directly dressing
3: like Leia. Also, fashion sense is genetic. (laughs) Hmm. All white. Yeah. I remember I watched this scene with my granddad, uh, one time we were at his house and my granddad doesn't care about star Wars at all. He doesn't care about like anything, pop culture, really. Um, but it was just me trying to convince him with this scene how cool Star Wars was, and he was—he did such a good job humoring me. <laughs>
0: how old were you?
3: Oh, I was pretty young. I was—I have no idea, but I was—I was—I was pretty young. I
0: was about to say, like you probably just loved the fact that you were really into something.
3: Yeah, my granddad. My granddad has always <laughs> been a very br- patient person. He couldn't
1: bring himself to crush it. <laughs> <laughs> Just also, like, no, he likes this, and that's totally okay that he likes this.
3: Also, just like, I'm sure it was one of those moments where he's like, man, his dad acted a lot like this when he was a kid. Now I guess he, his kid act like this. The circle of life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do kind of, I like in this scene that they each get their, um kind of get their own villain yeah. for the movie. Like their own beast to fight. And yeah. I like that Anakin's is like, Anakin's feels like a very like direct correlation to his emotions. I mean, it's red. <laughs> it's a bull.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's rage. <laughs> it it's destroys hard everything to it runs into. Yeah,
3: I <laughs> yeah, don't think you're totally off there. I I question, not that intentionality really matters, because like who cares? At the end of the day, what was meant, if you can get something out of it. But I'm like, if that was the intention with him, is there supposed to be some correlation with these other two?
0: I don't see it in the other two. No, definitely not. His is pretty on point. Yeah, his is. Because like, I was thinking the exact same thing right there.
3: And like he ha- yeah. even to the point where he has to harness it, Like he's supposed to hopefully harness his emotions, but it uh, doesn't.
1: Especially he can't take this goth r- space rhino, because like he's got his big old nose ring going,
3: screw you, Dad, you don't know nothing about me. What? Which Got is it. your favorite of the three beasties?
0: I was literally oh. about to say it. <laughs> uh, I think the Acklay, the green spider thing. Uh, me too. I, I love so how cool. spindly
1: looking it is. It actually, there was a Bionicle that looked very much like that, that I was a fan of. It also just
0: has a really unique fighting style that, like, like what do we have? We have one's a bull, one's a cat, whereas, like, this is... What if a spider like had muscle and could fight? It's it was all like this bit... feels like the most original thing.
3: It was yeah. also like a dinosaur and like a
1: barracuda. A little bit yeah.
3: of play in there. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a lot of different things together. Um no, no viceroy, please do not get involved in the plot. You tried that one time, it didn't work.
3: <laughs> we let the we let the oceans have their fun. Now we're gonna use the machines that are designed to kill to yeah. kill them.
1: You know what would have really helped—a shot to the face—but I suppose that's not going to happen.
3: Also, the three of them on this bull right here. Oh, man, that's that's cool. Like the slow reveal. Of oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the shot of them all on the bull together—if you want to read them as a poly couple—I'm not upset by that. I think it makes oh. sense. <laughs> oh, I think I'm Anakin would be upset by, by that. that. I love that. <laughs> Anakin probably would. I think be, I think
0: 2 of the 3 people would be potentially down for that. I don't think Anakin would. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know because I think
0: Padme could could seduce Obi-Wan if. Well, see, for me it's to. for me
3: it's the like the connecting point is Anakin. I think cuz I think you can easily read Obi-Wan and Anakin as kind of like the the uh Greco-Roman ideal of, like, warrior lovers and stuff like that. Mm. I don't actually see much connection between Obi-Wan and Padme. Yeah, Mm. I mean, the point is, they're not poly, but I think you could read them as poly. (laughs) This episode's coming out during Pride. We need to get some queer content. Yay!
1: (laughs) You know, as much... As cool as it is to see a bunch of Jedi fighting, I do really wish it would have been against other Jedi or other Sith or something. I think that's the only disappointing thing. And I understand story-wise you couldn't have made that work, but like, man, I wish that would have been the case.
3: Well, I think if I, I like the idea that's against uh, an enemy with a different type of weapon because it adds variety. Mm. It's just that the droids are like the exact same thing, right? Yeah. Like it's they're copy and pasted. Um, it would have been fun to maybe have, one, something a little bit more threatening, and two, something a little bit more uh with a little bit more variety.
1: Yeah, because I think the thing is too they just take down the droids in like one hit.
3: Yes. Like it's just one clean They're strike and that's through. it.
1: Whereas if it was like a bunch of Sith or a bunch of rogue Jedi or something it's like you kind of feel like there's just more weight to their fight.
3: Yeah, for a lot of these people this is probably just like a weekend training exercise. Like Yeah. yeah. C-3PO, if you were cooler, you would uh, you take control of this body and you'd just start mowing down these
1: <laughs> battle droids. Man, I do love the one part where he's like, die, Jedi, die. And then he's like, oh, I'm oh. so sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what am I
1: saying? I really, I, I, there is one character, though. That I love in every other version that he's in. Not this guy, because this, this, this weird <laughs> this Brontosaurus guy just guy gets straight dies. So <laughs> um, my whole thing is like, Kit Fisto is such an amazing Jedi. I love Kit Fisto in Clone Wars. I mm. love him in everything that is not live action. Because live action Kit Fisto looks so bad. Oh, so <laughs> like, love it's him. just his eyes. It's
3: just very like... <laughs> it's oh, just, I, I love him so much. I think he looks so cool. I don't like it. <laughs> he also, looks
0: slimy. I think that's the issue. Well, like not explicitly slimy. He looks like, he, like you don't want to hug him.
3: It's extremely fun <laughs> to watch the Jedi in the back of these scenes. Just like, we're going to spin our lightsabers at something.
1: Yeah, it's very like, we don't know what we should be doing, but we're doing it. Oh, 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 oh. oh blaster, yeah, head.
0: Well, at least now I don't have to pay him.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) He's like, that was so metal. Yeah, no, like his expression (laughs) is like, huh, I didn't think his head would come off when I chopped his neck. (laughs) Uh, My thing is, too, I kind of want there to be an edit of this movie where, oh, Alex, what would you do if there was the edit of this movie? The only difference was that uh, when Boba Fett picked up the, uh, the helmet... The severed head just kind of like slid out very like slowly and grossly and then like fell on the floor what would i do yeah what would you do i'd watch it okay thank you for answering <laughs> that question i really appreciate it
0: uh no that's something i thought about a lot as a kid like why didn't it slide out yeah and then it just like because like this is implying that like it, it's either too small for his head or fits it just perfectly
3: <laughs> yeah. i like to think it's too small <laughs>
0: off again Ackley, <laughs> ah, what are you doing your fight was like 10 minutes ago
3: we had a little hiccup in the audio there i'm sorry to the listener no uh no need to worry it was just a little what happened uh i accidentally paused the recording and Uh-oh. so it picked back up on the track so we'll we don't have to resync or anything oh, okay but okay cool cool Glad and then our second decapitation There we go
0: R2's towing service What can I help you with
3: My name is R2 Mater
0: Or tomato for short. Tomato, <laughs> tomato, <laughs> tomato for sure.
1: Man, that's the one thing that bothered me so much about Larry the Cable Guy is when you find out he's not country whatsoever. Oh that, no, he that, has that like a heavy from,
0: midwestern accent. He's doesn't from New he? Jersey. Oh, it's New Jersey.
1: Yeah, like he's straight up just talking like that the whole time. Like, yeah, Larry the Cable Guy was just that yeah, I put on I, sometimes, and I'm just like, I found that what?
0: out like a year ago or something, and it tripped me out. I was not ready for was not ready for it. Don't you good over there? (laughs) Yeah, this mic stand just sucks, which I mean, you know, I bought a cheap one, so it makes (laughs) sense, but it's just annoying me.
3: (laughs) This also just, I don't understand how the Jedi lost this battle. I don't either, man. I like, you know, to quote Narnia, uh, the movie, not the book, numbers don't win a battle. Yeah, but they sure help. Yeah, I don't think numbers help that much when your numbers are mainly made up of little insect dudes and, battle droids
1: yeah a, a literal endless supply of
3: just minions when you're up against space wizards with laser swords
1: did you guys uh ever hear about kit fisto and i believe Ayla sakura's uh like little romance what really yeah so at one point uh kit aila Ay- <laughs> was uh yeah no, <laughs> I mean, kit was into it too like he uh Thank God! Well, like, I know, but weird the one it that
0: actually winds up with look someone the, before she dies. But... Look, the
1: clones—they're attacking.
0: Th- there's wait, the when title. Does, when does it take place?
1: Uh, so I, it's in a comic book, but like essentially, what happens is like um, old. Wait, is this Legends? I can't remember. Okay, um, but like Ayla is drowning, and Kip Fisto like go like goes down to save her, and is like, oh, okay, let me transfer some oxygen to you mouth to mouth and then he does it mouth oh. to mouth and then she's kind of like wow that was like really nice kid and then like <laughs> later it's kind of very heavily implied that they had some kind of physical relationship i mean i'm not like, mad about it me neither and i was like hey it's not attachment if it's just having a good time with one of your friends Which <laughs> truly
3: that's what ala and bly benefits. were doing
0: before <laughs> bly killed her
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just having a good time with some friends <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah boy
3: Coyote Mundy in that shot was, he was blocking all these bolts and then Mace was just standing there. it's just like, thanks, Mace. You couldn't have helped me out at all.
0: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to help out Coyote Mundy. I, I mean, yeah. been,
3: yes, I'd but of all the die. Jedi that would, Mace would. Oh, this yeah, is that's true. Mace would. <laughs> that shot establishes that robots have dreams because C3PO said they just had a dream, which means he has a reference to what a dream is, which. Plays more into my idea that droids do, in fact, have, like, the closest thing to a soul that you can have. Hmm. Cool. (laughs)
1: Every time you go on a very, like, existential, meaningful, (laughs) philosophical journey with droids, I'm just going to be like, nice.
3: (laughs) I will take that as you concurring with me.
1: I'm kidding. I love you.
0: How is that so mean without being mean? <laughs> <laughs> cool, okay. <Caleb. laughs>
3: the big Omnidroid oh, man, in the I background. Or Omnidroid, that's oh, what it's called. Oh, right?
0: baby, this is taking me back to Battlefront 1. Oh, I thought oh, that too. This yeah. is such a good map. Where you, this is, There's a command post on the Geonosis map. That's uh, in right in the middle the, of this. The very first 2004 Battlefront. Uh, game, and it it's just basically from where these ships are now, like that entire place is all one map, and that's like the central command post is in that uh, is in that building. Oh, and you have the drop ships in the back. Oh, man,
1: such yeah. a good game. Man, also I'm, I have such nostalgia for Phase One clone trooper like oh, designs i think they're awesome i like phase two better but like phase phase one is like so special it mm-hmm. just it looks awesome i i like too that it is it's more reminiscent of like the mandalorian helmets yeah it's um, designed after that yeah. i
0: didn't realize that i didn't know
1: that until like a few weeks ago and then i kind of like
0: specifically designed after it
1: i like how in Every movie and extended media afterwards, you see how they start moving towards being stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even to- even in Bad Batch recently, like you know, you see the ones that are like very close to stormtroopers, but not like quite there yet. Yeah,
0: they had the weird, uh, they had the weird ones that kind of looked like the stormtrooper cadet helmets from Rebels. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it looked really weird on like adult men.
1: <laughs> I'm almost but... done with season one.
0: Oh, of rebels. Yeah, oh, okay, I, cool. I, I had watched it a little bit. Previously, I'm really but... glad I didn't say something earlier that I was about to. <laughs> oh, I'm aware of like what
1: happens and like how it ends, but oh, it's, okay. it's just kind of like I. I, I'm really enjoying it. The first couple of episodes really do feel like a kid show, but like yeah. after that, you're kind of like, "Oh man!"
3: I think I've about
0: s- halfway through season two is when it really starts to ramp up.
3: I think I've said before, the moment it turns for me is the episode that Dante Bosco's in, where Ezra goes undercover.
1: Absolutely, mm. yes. I, that episode in general just kind of it it informs his character of just being like hey, you need
3: to care about more than just yourself. I love this Hedgy and Ocean's design, the little metals on him, the way that it looks like he kind of has a beard, but it's just part of his like it, continued bug face. His, his <laughs> mannerism of speech as well is like,
1: so it's kind of like the thing about Sebulba that's like really fun is just like, there's this very like throat singing quality to it of like, ew, like this very like just low guttural yeah. that I really love. And I love that too, that it's like, yeah, they were playing the Death Star the whole time. Like, if you didn't notice the giant one in the back, we're going to show you very implicitly that this one is right here.
3: We're going to draw your attention to it. Yeah. Lots of good tactile action in these scenes. Once again, it is all just CG going like banging it into each other but i think i think seeing like you said earlier steven seeing the what movies would become kind of if not explicitly because of this but just like the ideas that george lucas had realized better i like i just can fully embrace like the cg smashing into each other
1: hey someone always needs to do it first and i think for a first attempt this is pretty good Because, like, you look at this attempt, and then you look at something like, oh, I don't know, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, where, like, they tried to do Reptile, and, like, Reptile, it just looks like the worst CG animation I've ever seen in my life. And this, you're like, no, there's lighting effects, there's a tactile kind of feel to it. Oh, man, in the behind the scenes, speaking of special effects, uh, the behind the scenes, they were like, yeah, you know, in Phantom Menace, we really tried to push a lot of digital effects. And no kidding, as a reference point, they straight up show the dash. Oh, like, that's they show the, the what? the dash of him being like, there's too many droids. <laughs> 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 Just like away. Like they show like, yeah, we know, we really experimented with a lot. I'm like, yeah, including giving someone a power that they should have made a whole lot more use of. Like even
3: just like all the all the smoke coming up like they're not gray particle effects but it leads to just like some really cool uh chances to light the scenes in interesting ways with the different blaster bolts and stuff i
0: love those shots right there where they're just like they can't see anything and they're just blindly firing into the droids
3: man can we talk about
0: so
1: dope can we talk about too that dooku is so badass that he does not even need a helmet this man is, like, flying at least, that's, like, that's 50 dangerous. feet above the, yeah. It's, if uh, you are a loved
0: one and are operating a motorcycle and or other, uh, some kind of bike, uh, please wear your helmet. Stay, stay, stay safe. Safety first, as always.
1: As you can tell, Alex did not wear his helmet as a child, and that's why he studded a few times. The- <laughs> no, no, Shut no. up. <laughs> <laughs> Have you
0: seen that, uh, that, like... TikTok or Instagram real trend lately of like there, there's this there's these nurses holding this infant in the hospital and that one of them accidentally bonks the kid on the head and it's like oh sorry and then it's like 25 years later and it's just the someone doing the dumbest thing you've ever seen
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the car it's the car spinning in the parking lot with the rock and roll McDonald's playing in the back. <laughs> that's
0: my favorite current trend oh it's so good
3: (laughs) now I will say I don't see any reason for the clone troopers to be digital in this scene like in these shots
1: yeah the up close you'd figure they would get one practical version like of it
3: down yeah yeah like I don't know I just I don't it's one of those kind of decisions which yeah and people would figure this out over time Figuring out how to mesh the two together with digital technology yeah. and practical. and Honestly, I think, I'll be honest, I think sometimes with modern Star Wars, they have some things that are practical that just don't need to be. Like, I think sometimes they're just putting practical stuff in there to have it.
1: I, I Well, I don't even think if it's to have it. I think some of it is just to appease fans who are like, they over-CG'd the prequels, you know, like, and just it just because like... Baby Yoda flip. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I'm I like, it, sometimes though. we need CGI. Like, Shh, there's lightning.
3: This is the first what? canonical use of lightning. I need to hear lightning. the
1: sound of the lightning. <laughs> that was Steven. That was lightning. Yeah. And I missed
3: it. Yeah. Oh. How do we feel about the now? Garbage? I am the one who is dumb.
0: <laughs> hey, I never said you were dumb. <laughs> you didn't have to.
2: <laughs> I love you so much. I Alex. love you too. I'm glad we can joke about. <laughs> Me it. too, man. You know? Okay.
0: I'm. I'm glad I caught it at the time and the timing worked out for it. I meant to call you earlier to be like, hey, you know what we have an example of in this movie? Force lightning. Lightning." I was not going to clue Caleb in, and I just wanted us to have the fight all over again. (laughs) (laughs) But I completely forgot to. That's the thing.
3: When he was about to do it, I'm like, I could just interrupt Steven and make a joke about it. But, But... that's I'm gonna leave the room for Alex because I'm sure he's gonna do this, is he's <laughs> this is his moment.
1: This
0: is his art. I have literally been thinking about that for weeks. <laughs> As we've been planning this, like I need to tell Steven. And when you called me while I was in the shower the other day, I meant to bring it up, but I completely forgot. Well, you know, you saying
1: it like that, me calling you in the shower the other day, that, that does not what? sound HR appropriate. <laughs> um, Wait, what why? I was in the shower and you called me. You called me while I was in the shower.
0: I'm how not do, saying you were like in there with me. This I is think the real anyone fight. listening can kind of understand the context of what I mean. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, how do we feel about this uh, this lightsaber duel? Because I'll just cards on the table. I think this is a very underrated duel when people talk about
1: them. I think it's underrated. I do think it has a lot of flaws to it though. Um, like this part right here, where the lights go out, and then they just kind of wave it in front of their faces for a minute. And it's like, like so, literally, it's, 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 just a, it's just a rave. Like, for I love a the of waving minutes. of the wrists
0: Yeah, <laughs> during these shots specifically. <laughs> well, it's
3: because you don't have medium shots to see the impact. I think, uh, I think we ran into that problem in one of the... Yeah, it's the opposite of the problem we ran into in, with a New Hope, where they should have inserted some close-ups to break up the medium shots. Here, they need to like maybe not have as many close-ups. Zoom
1: out for five whole seconds. Yeah, like I I like though that it really does set the stage of like even though Anakin is our quote unquote like you know main character and protagonist, he's the one whose arc we're seeing over these couple of movies. He is not the best at everything, and yeah. I like that Star Wars. It's kind of the thing that the newer movies, and I'm not going to go on a Mary Sue tangent, but it's, it's, Raid is very perfect, it feels like. And that's just not as compelling as Luke or Anakin in the sense of, like, they're not good at everything. They make mistakes.
3: They lose. They lose limbs. Like, I... We can save that for the for the for the sequel conversation. I don't think you're totally wrong, but there are moments in those where I think she definitely messes up.
1: Oh yeah. She's not perfect all the time. It's just her, her mistakes are never as defining as the mistakes that Anakin and Luke make.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: I do like too, that it kind of clears away and be like, no, we all have Yoda fight him. But what's weird is though, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with their logic behind having a lightsaber fight instead of a force fight. Because I'm going like, it appears that we are equally matched in terms of the force, so we have to decide this by using a lightsaber. So I'm like... It what? is
3: it is very much, how can we justify this fight? But what what the reason I like his fight with Obi-Wan and then Anakin, less so with Yoda, even though I do enjoy this, is that I think it finds a really good line between we're going to still have them doing some flips and like, Anakin jumps across the room and stuff. So some heightened stuff like we got with Maul, but it still feels very grounded. And it feels like something that a character of Dooku's age could still do, even though it isn't. Very. I'm sure Christopher Lee did some of this because he was good at sword fighting, but you know, like, I'm sure he had stunt doubles for other parts of it.
1: That's one thing I really love about the Palpatine stuff. And I've, I've mentioned, I think I mentioned in the last episode, but like some of the scenes with Palpatine, if you like stop the movie at a certain point during of the Sith, it's just a dude wearing like a Michael Myers mask, (laughs) like, like a mask with just like some gray. And he's just like,
3: (laughs) it's just very weird. It feels like they designed that scene. Like with this, it's they're designing around what the Yoda model can do. But with that before, it felt like they were designing it around what could the actor feasibly do.
1: Yeah, I I think that they make a very good use of Christopher Lee and and that character in general. I I also like to, I'll just go ahead and say this. If I was going to have a lightsaber style, if I was a Jedi, I'm going one of two ways. I'm either going double-bladed or I'm doing the the curved hilt. Because the curved hilt is, there's this elegance to it and like this... This swiftness, this speed that's it's almost like fencing, where it's just very interesting or like a scimitar or something like that. It gives um, you like
0: plus two speed in your lightsaber fighting, and I think it really helps. And the bloodhound step. Yeah.
1: This droid <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> <laughs> Where to, yeah. Mr. Dooku? It's Count Dooku. Okay, Mr. Dooku. <laughs> Damn it.
0: I uh I love the net. I think I, I've, I've recently designed my perfect lightsaber in uh, Jedi Survivor. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many different options. And one, the thing that I settled on that I really like is uh, a double-bladed uh, black with, like, a little bit of uh, gold trim. Uh, oh, that's elegant. And it has, yeah, it's elegant, but it has, it like, there's pieces... Uh, Minor spoilers for the game. Not a story spoiler, but there's pieces you find that are, like, supposed to be from the High Republic. That's and cool. are like, they have, like, these really, like, cool, elegant designs on them. And so, like, the top half of it is, like, this beautiful-looking, uh, like, High Republic-looking lightsaber. And then when you get to the lower half, it has, like, this sharp blade that extends out that looks like a... Something like Maul would carry, like in Clone Wars, oh, and it looks sick. And it's just dope. like, but like, even though they're opposite ideas, they blend together so well. Oh man! And it's just, it's so awesome. That, I can't wait for us to play the games.
1: <laughs> that's that's
0: yeah. it's gonna be so fun. I really do. You're gonna love the lightsaber that. customization. It's so good.
1: It's so crazy. This is the same place that he that he killed Yaddle. Mm-hmm. Also. I love the music in this, like, him going to meet Palpatine. It's so creepy and, like, ambient. And, like, that's that's what I really like is that this tone in particular is what would be carried into Revenge of the Sith. And also what I feel like Dave Filoni, like, would carry into the final season of Clone Wars. Because the, the final season of Clone Wars has one of those soundtracks that's just, like, synthed. like ambient and weird and like foreboding Mm. I really really love that um uh, yeah and I, i love that that that's like a very clear transition into like stuff's gonna get real now
3: well and i just think it's also interesting that we're going back to coruscant with both like it's this idea of like both the good and the evil return to like one battleground and stuff which Mm. makes sense because in the next movie this is like we just go out of the atmosphere and this is where we're gonna start again
1: yeah yeah that's yeah that's very fair actually i didn't even think about that and i like too that dooku's the one who kind of plants the seed of like sidious is controlling everything because i actually do kind of believe that count dooku probably did want to bring down sidious and that's probably why sidious was so okay with, you know, and encouraging Anakin to kill him because the look Dooku gives him is like,
3: what? Dooku's a little too smart for Sidious. He can't manipulate him in the way that he could manipulate Anakin or Maul. He is useful because he has a lot more experience and he's, yeah you know, he has a lot more raw power, but like he also is more dangerous because of that. He also doesn't,
1: he... He also doesn't fall completely to the dark side because, I mean, like, he doesn't have some of the obvious features like dark side eyes and all that. Like, you can tell that there's still, like, this battle within him.
3: Honestly, him having the red lightsaber feels more like an aesthetic statement than, like, an actual
1: like de- declaration yeah. of like I I'm actually a Sith. Yeah. And man, I do love just seeing all of this and being like those are clearly star destroyers, those are all of the troopers like The here's... music
3: plays into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
1: really cool. You no. Know, watching this, I definitely found a lot more to like than I think the first time. I heard someone yeah. I heard someone say like this is the worst movie ever made relative to its budget.
3: Anyway, oh. Well.
1: I well be, being as a couple of movies that have come out in the past like decade I think would rival that. Um I understand what
3: they meant. I, I don't mean, think it's the worst
1: movie ever like, though.
3: I think it works. Even at this point you're going to compare this to Waterworld or yeah, like and, Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like it might be the one that stays in the consciousness of like the public because like most bad movies just get forgotten. Yeah. But I think there's enough like ideas here that you can latch onto, and it's similar to what we talked about with Phantom, Phantom Menace, there are, there's a lot of great potential, and other creators will come in and they'll latch on and they'll like start to pull at the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a good movie. I think it has a lot of problems, but man, it is fun to watch. It's fun yeah. to like. It's fun to play around with that those ideas, and especially in a format like this where we can talk over the boring stuff.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and with that, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Alex. What would you think? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good.
0: All right. Yeah.
3: As you heard, I did not say a single... I did not say a single criticism no, throughout never. the entire movie. No. So.
0: Not even once did you
3: criticize it. Stephen, what do you think? What are your reflections on the movie?
1: You know, I think it's a little weird. So I think when I came into this podcast initially, I came into it with like a lot of weird baggage about Star Wars. Because like, I kind of had a lot of opinions that like pretty popular opinions you know the sequel trilogy sucks the prequels were good when i was a kid but now they're not anymore watching it now and being able to i mean through doing this podcast i feel like i've really just gotten an opportunity to reevaluate a whole lot like about this franchise that like i felt during my childhood and as much as like i'll be the first one to admit attack of the clones is not a good movie it's not as bad as i thought it was hayden christensen does the best with what he can there's a lot of good acting in it not all the acting's boring it's just the fact that george lucas really doesn't know how to write convincing romance dialogue yeah that's really the mm-hmm. cringiest part of the whole movie
3: yeah i think that part definitely doesn't work i get why the digital stuff doesn't work for everyone and especially why it didn't work then because it was just so new looking but um it definitely has stuff to offer even if it isn't great Real quick, guys, uh, we've joked about it a couple times, but we uh, are—I do think that we're getting to the point where it would be very helpful to us uh, if we could start a Patreon. So that is going to be something we're going to be looking in the next couple months uh, in starting. It's not going to be absorbent, absorbent, right? Like we're probably going to do like have one tier and it be whatever the minimum tier we can have be as part of that. We uh, would like to know what you guys might want to see as some bonus content from that. Obviously, we'll throw up some bonus audio. I know Steven has talked about maybe doing a watch through of the old droid show. (laughs) That'd be
0: wild. (laughs) The stuff
3: is not going to be as polished or maybe as well edited, as well edited as main feed episodes. And I can't promise that we can do anything that that in depth. However, I would be curious to see what, interest is out there from people who would, if anyone would be interested in maybe throwing us a couple bucks a month just to help cover some of the costs as we get new equipment, as we upgrade our recording spaces, as we pay, continue to pay for podcast hosting, that kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, just feel free to email us at at gmail.com to let us know what you think, uh, what you think about that. Um, but with that being said, Hey Alex, you want to, you want to tell the good people where they can find you?
0: Yeah, you can also uh, reach out to me at Instagram or Twitter at underscore Alex Bryson or at twitch.tv slash st3phe underscore. Don't forget the underscore. The underscore is important.
3: And you can find me at Caleb from the Real World on Instagram and YouTube. From there, you can find my litany of other podcasts, Hot Trash Unlimited, The Snub Club, and All New 52.
1: And you can find me at Stephen Weeben on Instagram. That is S-T-E-E-B-E-N-W-E-E-B-E-N. And you can find me on YouTube at Steven It's spelled exactly the same way that I did before. And we will catch you next time when we talk about Star Wars and, and life. life.